and welcome to the Pixel Podcast. I am not Matt, and I'm here with Ricardo. Hey, what's up? I'm not Ethan. And Laurentia's. Hey, I'm not Ricardo. And that's us. That's, that's <laughs> us. That's the podcast for well, today. I feel like someone else has what to. What the I feel, fuck? <laughs> I feel like someone else has to introduce who I actually am, because I introduce who you. And guys I'm actually. here with Ethan. Yeah. I'm not Matt. No, just, Matt. Just putting it out there. No, Matt. So Matt is out enjoying a balloon festival yes. in New Mexico He's or something. He's watching balloons fly into the sky. Those, they look really cool. I could go twice as high. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Take a look. It's in a basket. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so I, I am really surprised how like popular and how like just widely accepted hot air balloons are because to me they seem like. The most dangerous freaking thing to f- to f- ever what? do. What you mean? Something you just can't control its direction at all, and, and you're just com- hanging beneath it in like a wicker basket. <laughs> <laughs> yep, you're kind of just yeah. sitting in there. Well, I think the thing is, is like if you crash in it, unless you like directly run into anything, it's gonna be like really slow. It's gonna be like a slow descent. No, <sighs> <laughs> and it's just hot air. It's not like it's not like in this explosive gas, like you know, filling a blimp with helium or not helium, um, hydrogen, hydrogen. Yeah, yeah. No, no. The the explosion comes from the tank, yeah. the propane tank. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> yeah, it's all fine. We're all fine. I mean, you get in your car, it's just a giant, you know, the engine is just a bunch of fire. It's just making yeah, fire, yeah. making things go. So, I mean, you know, just don't think about it and it's less scary. Mm-hmm. You know, just look at the pretty designs that people made out of these um, giant canvases that just hold out air and propel you into the sky. Yeah. yeah. I think the idea of not being able to steer where you're going is just crazy to me. It's just like, yeah. oh, no, we're going to launch it in. Hopefully the wind will take us where we want to go. Just go. Yeah. It's weird, but it looked cool. I don't know. I saw pictures. It looked neat. Yeah, it did. It looked it looked really really cool. Again, I just feel like growing up, there was always like a cartoon that one of the episodes was like they were in a hot air balloon and it went off course and now they gotta land it. What's going on? Yeah, like a uh, magic school bus or something probably <laughs> happened. That probably happened. And then they there. shrunk down really small, yep. the size of a molecule, and then and got it's eaten. like frizz. And then that guy at the end of the episode is like magic school bus. <laughs> I was like the guy in the or there's always someone in the episode that says, uh, "Why did I go to? Why didn't I stay home today?" Was that Arnold? Arnold. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say was that Arnold because yeah. he's a little dweeb, yeah, little dweeby dweeb. Well, you know, kids with glasses are the worst. Mm-hmm. Red hair, yeah, the worst. Yeah, both of those things. Um, so I guess we should talk about this beer we've been drinking. Yep, because I think that's the next thing to talk about. Yeah, so it was my turn to bring the beer this week. And I was coming from uh, an outside location, and I was like, I need to figure out how I'm going to pick this beer up uh, on the way over to Ethan's, because I don't know where there's beer, like, located near him. There's certainly not a BevMo, like, right down the street from him (laughs) that I forgot existed. There's certainly not a map application where you can check areas around areas. You know what? There isn't. If somebody (laughs) wants to go ahead and make that, go ahead and send it to me. But, um... So I stopped at a 99 Ranch Market, and I was just like, let me find a beer with a weird name. So this beer is called Black Beer, (laughs) and it is a stout from German Dark Roasted Malt, 5% alcohol by volume. Imported. I'm not... Where is it imported from? uh, Seoul, Korea. Ah. So... Well, that would make sense why it's at 99 Ranch. Yeah, that makes sense, actually, because, I mean, that is a... 
It's Korean. Uh, it's an Asian food market. Mm-hmm. Isn't it like centrally Korean though or something? No, nah, it's a lot of Chinese, Japanese, okay. just all kind of in yeah. like Asian, Asian restaurants. Stuff. Yeah. Cool. So uh, what do you guys think about it? For a stout, it doesn't taste very stouty. Am I weird? Mm. Am I thinking weird? Because I don't like stouts normally. I feel like it tastes like a. I feel like it tastes like almost like a like a bootleg Guinness almost. That's what I would say. It really? tastes like yeah. a lot like a bootleg Guinness. Yeah. yeah. As I'm trying it again, I think. Mm-hmm. Okay, I could see that. It's been a long time since I had a Guinness because I'm not a big stout person. But mm-hmm. yeah, the thing okay. is, is Guinness. Honestly, if you try it now again, probably you'll realize it's like the most mild like stout. Oh, really? Like, yeah. I used to have those um, under the, those things, the Irish car bombs. Mm. Oh, like, yeah. Okay. Well, that's <laughs> what they're called. I don't. Yep. I don't no, know. I know what they're. I'm not. Yeah. I'm saying. Okay, I'm saying that that's also Jameson whiskey. And, oh no, actually, that's it's uh, it's, it's, it's uh, Bailey's Irish cream. Bailey's Irish cream with a little bit of Jameson, Jameson whiskey, and then just Jameson, a whole bunch yeah. of Guinness. A whole bunch of Guinness. And you drop it down your chug drink it, it pretty yeah, much. Chug it till before the milk milk curdles. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you have a challenge, bro. Yeah, it's a challenge. I don't know. I think those things are okay. I think they're pretty yeah. good. But then it's ba- like mostly because Bailey's ice cream <laughs> is really good. Yeah, but it's also weird. You're just drinking a whole like a beer just like super quick and not enjoying it. It's like yep. eh, I don't know. It's kind of weird. Hey man, that's that's drinking for you. I guess you're yeah. right. I guess a lot of times you're just like do this really dumb thing. <laughs> I suppose you'll feel better later, and then you'll feel way worse <laughs> later. <laughs> later, and regret everything you did the night before because you don't remember it. Mm-hmm. Um. I think this beer is okay. It's fine. Yeah, uh, it's, it's not bad. Like again, it's it's just like it's like again, it's to me like it's it's stout. It's a pretty standard stout. Yeah. If you could give it a score between one to five, <laughs> what would you give it, Ricardo? I would probably actually give it a three. Like Laurentian, not, not bad. I'm. I'd say I'm in the three and a half range. Hmm. We don't do halves around here. Just like right. you no. Know? You can't split four. a ton. So four. I'm gonna give it a four. <laughs> oh, four? Man. oh yes. wow. Okay, round up. All right. Nice. It's a it's a nice, smooth, smooth stout. So I agree. Not too bitter, not it's got that nice little chocolatey finish. Mm-hmm. So I'd give it a four. You know what? I'm gonna give it a four as well. Dang, son. Because I don't really like stouts. This one's really <laughs> nice though. I like it. It's very um smooth, like you said. Yeah. So that is black beer. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's it's, what it's, it's called. Just, it's exactly what it's called. So weird, yeah. Black beer. I wonder if there's like a translation thing. Find it Could at be. your uh, if you have a local Asian market. Find it there. <laughs> you can get a black beer from German roasted malt made in South Korea. Yep. Traveled to America. Exactly to drink it. That's a You'll called span, a world beer. Span the globe oh, yeah. by just just sitting in your house on the couch. Uh, all right, so I guess we'll talk about video games. That sounds good, right? Yeah, video games. That's what we're here for. Sure, not not beer. Despite you know, we played some this week. We did. Uh, Matt leaves. Matt leaves, and we're like, oh, for God's sake, we gotta like make <laughs> up for you. I mean, gotta <laughs> make up for it. So who wants to go first? Anyone want to go first? Anyone volunteering? Anyone itching? Or am I just gonna? Well, call? I think we have some crossover with everybody. Everybody has some crossover. We with do. Uh, maybe I'll start with the game that just came out on PS4 that's been actually out for a little while on Steam, and that is Darkest Dungeon, which has actually been out on early access for... Like a, last year, I think like, it came out. Yeah, last... It almost feels like like near... Almost two years ago, but, I mean... 
So Darkest Dungeon, we talked about it a lot when it first came out. We kind of really gushed about it, and then we kind of all fell off of it simultaneously, I think, because the game was very early with its content. It hadn't gone through a lot of its like its uh, add-ons and balancing and stuff like that. Um, so this is the final version, and it feels very much the same as how I remember. It's I remember. very similar. Like They made like minor tweaks, but like mm-hmm. it's still like, hey, this game is brutal. Yeah. They added a lot more... A, a lot more classes mm-hmm. to utilize, um, a few more enemy types, but then also like a few other things that make the game a little bit harder too. Like the corpse stuff. Like the corpse stuff is dumb. No, I mean, it's not dumb. It actually, like I've run into issues with the corpse. So, so the way Darkest Dungeon goes, is anybody doesn't remember us originally talking about it, it's kind of a, it's almost like a roguelike turn-based RPG, but like your ultimate goal is that you're trying to get through these different dungeons in order to build up your party to tackle the darkest dungeon, Mm -hmm. which is your, you know, your family's uh, house that's been taken over by some kind of eldritch horror or whatever. But, um, so you go into these, you go into these, uh, dungeons, you have fights, you're fighting against not only enemies, but also darkness and, stress as your party goes like takes damage or it gets darker or they fall in the traps or whatever. Um, they get more stressed out and then they can become afflicted by mental like disorders or they can even become like hardened and have like good traits go on to on top of them. And ultimately it's kind of, kind of a uh, managing your party's stress levels. Cause then you take them back to town and they're they get healed up, but their stresses remain. Their like disorders and quirks remain. Their diseases like remain because that's another thing that happens. And now you guys can all get diseased, and then yep. they, and then it's bad stuff thing happens to deal with. like that. And again, and it can happen not only just by going out, but for example, like for example, my highwayman was st- he was stressed out, and he's one of my best fighters. So I was like, I'm gonna send him to the brothel. That's one of the better stress relievers. So as we all know, go to the stress. He's a <laughs> went to the brothel. I went off on another mission, like with a different party. Came back, and he was no longer stressed, but he had contracted uh, syphilis. Oh, cool! And that, as we all know, took, <laughs> uh, that took a ton of like his stats down. So then I had to take another week to send him to the uh, sanitarium, which now also has a medical wing where you can cure diseases. So he had to go in there too. So it's just, it's kind of... That sounds of, like it would raise his stress realistically. Like, oh man, would, I got syphilis now. This it, is terrible. I know, realistically, but uh, fortunately for me, it yeah. did not. Um, so it's just stuff like that happening. And it, the game, again, still does that really great thing of... Like, at the moment, you're feeling like most confident and like you can just blow through a bunch of these missions or whatever. Nope. Uh just bad luck strikes you like the, the, the random numbers of like crits and stuff all line up perfectly so that your guys are all just going to hit stress levels at the same time. And everybody's going to freak each other out and you're going to run out of food and then you're going to run into a million traps and the light's going to go out and and then everything's going to go bad. So having said all that, this game was really, really fun. Like it's really, really good. And the PS4, um, I think so. I think it tries to overcomplicate controls a little bit because, like, you'd assume. I think it's trying to save you moving cursor the cursor around so much uh-huh. 
because like a lot of stuff is shortcutted on shoulder buttons or whatever. You hit this, to blah, 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 blah. but then it ends up just being confusing. And it's like, I wish that they might've not just made it more scrolling through the things, but it, it works perfectly fine. Obviously it's a turn-based game, so it's not going to be too difficult to pour over to a controller. That's true. You can just take the time. Like, Oh, this takes yeah. a little bit longer. Whatever. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. It's not like it's action paced or anything. So, so yeah, that's uh yeah, the game's great. I wish I, I I played it again after it came out, and it just didn't grab me the second time. Like, it grabbed me a lot more the first time, but I think the second time I just saw the point where I dropped off the first time I played it. Was well, yeah, like, eh. you definitely were the first one to kind of say, like, I think I'm finished with this game. I just, yeah, as soon as I saw kind of the loop, and I was like, I don't really, this loop just doesn't, it just seems more grueling than it seems fun. Mm-hmm. Like, it, I don't see it getting any easier. I just see it getting harder and harder. Yeah, taking more time to mm-hmm. do anything. Yeah, you that's know. definitely... Like I was running into really early on, like a mission in like the second area, like the first one of the first missions you take in like the second area. And it was just like grinding up my guys. And I was just like, I don't know what's like, what's going on here. Cause we're, we're realistically shouldn't be having this much trouble, but we just are because again, bad luck or whatever. But at the same time, it's kind of that, uh, the tr- the tribulations you go through is kind of what and the stories that you build up for your guys and stuff is what kind of makes oh, yeah. the fun of the game ultimately. So, uh, yeah, I'll definitely be playing more of that. It's a good, uh, good spooky game to play in October. Maybe yeah. not, not scary. Well, no. it is scary, but not in like the mm. way of like, oh, I'm so startled. It's more like. <laughs> You can't have good uh, Twitch gonna, reactions. You're not going to have a cool YouTube thumbnail from yep, this. Totally. You're just going to. Whoa. Whoa. This, this arm just grabbed my character. Whoa. Yep. Yeah. So that game's cool. Yeah. It's what good. What else do you game. play? What other one? What other things do you play? Uh, what else do you play? I'm playing uh, Batman. I played the second uh, episode of the Telltale Batman. Handsome Man. Man. Everyone's handsome in that game. Yes, everyone. Well, and like we were, we, I said I streamed it. I streamed it just like I streamed the first episode. And uh, everybody's saying like, man, everybody's like jacked in this game. Yep. Everybody's like almost bigger than Batman, like or bigger than Bruce. It's it's it's, it's crazy. <laughs> um, without going too much spoiler into it, um, I like it. I like the stuff they're doing. I like the the kind of tweaks they're making on the formula mm-hmm. of the of Batman mm-hmm. and again I feel like the reason why they hammer home so much like oh my parents are dead is because this is like the first game where it really addresses like well what were Bruce's parents like actually like like what were they what kind of people were they actually before mm-hmm. they died because really all we know is they died and that's what made Bruce want to be Batman but what, like, what are they actually like? And would they have, like, is he really doing their work by, like... <laughs> right. Do, actually cleaning up the Batman, streets. Yeah, being Batman. Um, so it's interesting. Unfortunately, I'm also kind of spotting a lot of the telltale tropes of, like, oh, I made this decision it's- to this character, mm-hmm. and they're treating me like this, but I don't understand why they're treating me like this, because I've been treating them like that, so... They shouldn't be like this character shouldn't be angry at me because I haven't done anything to make them angry at me. So like stuff like that, like just stuff like that prop like popping up and stuff, but it's, you know, the story so far is good. I'm just looking to see where it goes. And, uh, is it better than game of Thrones? You think so far? 
I think at this point in Game of Thrones, I was still, um, I was still very like looking forward to it, like and really <laughs> feeling like it was going somewhere good. Uh, I almost feel like it, it's not as good as Game of Thrones hmm. in, a, in a weird way. I don't know. We'll have to it's see. Hard to, it's hard to hard to explain. We'll have to see. Yeah. Rich, I think you've been playing this game as well, right? Yeah, I've played the first episode. I haven't played the second okay. episode yet. Okay, yeah, that's where I'm at. Yeah, so um, part of part of me got into the the game because I know I watch um, Laura Bailey and Travis Willingham. They are on Critical Role. Okay, yes. Mm. So I listen to them every single week, um, just watching the, their D&D campaign. And through that, see a whole bunch of voice actors with mm-hmm. a lot of crossover right. in games. And uh, I'd have to say they there's a reason why Laura Bailey is one of the best in the industry. So her portrayal of Selena Kyle mm-hmm. is probably is one of the best I've seen so far. Is Willingham uh is he in, in this game? He is. He's Harvey Dent. Yeah, he's yeah, he's Harvey Dent. So, and he he does a a good um. Like a tough man, Harvey Dent. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. it's kind of an interesting. He is jacked. Yeah, <laughs> he's <laughs> super ripped. Mm-hmm. He looks exactly like his his character actor. Uh, and a box. Uh, and Tr- uh, Trey Baker is obviously Bruce. Mm-hmm. And I recognize the voice actor who does Sully from Uncharted is Carmine Falcone in mm-hmm. in this. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. And I'm sure there's some other recognizable voice actors. Everybody does a great job. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Question, the most mm-hmm. important question, what color did you go with for your back gadgets? I went blue. Okay, blue. You went blue. What did you go with again? Purple, purple right? Purple, man. Oh, man, <laughs> I'm sick of this yellow. <laughs> I, went, I went with yellow because I'm like, like black and yellow. That's like that's like Tim Burton Batman. Like, and like a song, yeah. Yes, exactly. And then it's like, I didn't realize it was like whole computer monitor. It was just kind of look like it's just yellow. like drenched in pee pee. Mm. <laughs> 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 uh, that's great. Yeah. Good. I'm glad you regretted not going against my better judgment of doing it. It looks the great when it's like on his costume yeah, and yeah. like in his gadgets. But then when it's like, I'm going to sit in front of this giant yellow screen, I'm just like, this looks like somebody pissed all over <laughs> <laughs> So you so you liked the first episode? I did like the first episode. Uh, I think they went in, an interesting way with uh, Cobblepot. Yes, you know? he's probably one of the more interesting portrayals. Yeah, he's a tall and lanky. He was a childhood friend of Bruce's. Still got the Cockney accent and oh, wow. still got the rough and tumble. But you know, he came from a background of of privilege, which is interesting. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. just the fact that he's not a short, stubby little mm-hmm. like aberration mm-hmm. of what she's always been beforehand. It's yeah. An interesting, interesting look. Yeah. I appreciate that. They're at least taking the mythos and changing it. I mean, that's what you kind of do every time you get a Batman properties. Mm-hmm. You're like, okay, I'm going to tweak, put my own spin on mm-hmm. it. And you know, telltale's doing their thing. Yeah. We'll see if it pans out. If it's uh more like walking dead or tales, the borderlands, or if it's more game of Thrones, I hope it's not game of Thrones. At least they're changing it up on like game of Thrones, I guess. Because mm-hmm. Game of Thrones didn't mess with the mythos. It was at so all. stringent. Like they, I feel like they almost couldn't. Though I know, I feel like yeah. they couldn't, and that's kind of. I feel like that's that just limits your creativity so much, you know. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. They had to work within their confines. Uh, did you play anything else, Ricardo? 
Yeah, I played something that you played, which was uh, just a little bit of Super Mega Baseball. Yeah. That game is great. I played it mostly because they announced uh, Super Mega Baseball 2 is coming out. Yes, they did. They uh, announced that. In 2017. So this is uh, Metalhead Games? Yeah, Metalhead. I think that's the only game they make. Yeah, and they're, they're like... We're making another one. Yeah. So, so um, Super Mega Baseball Extra Innings came out just for the Xbox Gold program just now. So I think you can, just, as soon as October hit, I was like, oh, I'll download this game. I always wanted to play because I heard Ricardo talk about it. I've heard other people name it as like their sports game of the year and mm-hmm. all this stuff. And I'm like, well, it's been a long time since I played a sports game and a long, even longer time since I played a sports baseball game because I think the last one I played was on N64. It's been so long. Um, and you know, I've only, I, the only one that I remember that has gotten pretty good reviews is, um, the show. Yes. The show, but yeah. that's a Sony exclusive. Yeah, it's a Sony exclusive game. And I think it's still Sony exclusive. Isn't it's, it? I believe it's, so. Man, like sports games are so weird at this point. Like the MLB license is like almost exclusive to Sony. The only mm-hmm. other MLB game that comes out is that really bad RBI baseball on all platforms. That was like once. And those don't even have real, real license people though they're all fake right no that is rbi oh, baseball is, okay. is an mlb licensed game it's just bad okay because it's literally like on tablet it's on xbox one oh, it's on ps4 i mean that's kind of like how um was it like 2k and live i mean they're still making live games right they're really crappy yeah but like, the live is really bad yeah. and then ea has the exclusive nfl license mm-hmm. too so only madden's coming out i believe they i don't know if they have the only hockey license but i think they're the only ones who make they're hockey games make yeah. anymore. i wonder if it's just because it's so small uh, it's not as big of a fan basis football baseball or anything. Yeah, two K used to be the the uh, the top in hockey, and then mm-hmm. EA took over it. And then uh, okay. soccer is primarily uh, EA does as FIFA, and then oh, what's Pro the, Evolution. Pro sorry. Evolution is Konami. Konami. It's yeah. like the only game they make. Yeah, yeah. Anymore. And they and those are both pretty good. Like yeah. they're both pretty. Any like, given high year, someone will say that. Pro Evolution is better or FIFA is better. Yeah, like it's very interesting how they actually have like level competition in that. Unlike, you know, Madden where they can just do whatever they want. Yeah. Although I heard this year's Madden is like one of the best ones in a while. So anyway. <laughs> Even a blind squirrel <laughs> finds a nut every once well, in a you know. while. <laughs> um, but yeah, so this is Super Mega Baseball and it's arcadey or it can be arcadey because mm-hmm. it can also, it also, the interesting thing it does is it has this thing called the Mojo Meter. At least I find it interesting. Mm-hmm. The more mojo you have, or is it mojo or ego? Ego. Ego is the difficulty. Ego. Thing. Ego is the difficulty. So I'm thinking of ego. Um, they also have mojo, but yeah. ego. Um, basically, you could set that, and the higher ego, the less auto assisting it'll do. Mm-hmm. So I have it really low because I'm bad, really bad mm-hmm. at games. Like it even makes it so that you're. This is the part I kind of want to. I'm sure I can individually turn this off, but um, where you're the batter automatically goes to where the ball is. You just have to do the timing basically. Yeah. Like that little curve. Like I'm playing on, um, 60 ego right now. Oh wow. Now. That's much higher. I'm like um, on 18 or something. And it still kind of auto assists your cursor towards where the pitch is going. It just shows you where the pitch is going way later, like way later. So like you have to, you have to actually watch the ball path more and like figure out like, Oh, is this a wall? Is this a strike? Like, is it a fastball? Do I want to swing right now? Like stuff like that. Uh-huh. But the game is super simple. Like oh, yeah. all the stuff in the game is like really, really intuitive and simple. And there's a really cool thing about it where, while you're playing it, it just like gets you right into the game. Like it just mm-hmm. totally just, you start playing yeah. it. And then as the game goes on, it'll pop up and be like, Oh, Hey, here's how, um, the, the, Base playing a pitcher works. works. Yeah, here's how base stealing works. Here's how you can um, quick throw the outfield, or I don't know. I don't know Hit anything the cutoff man. Yeah, cutoff man. Yeah, see, I don't know anything about baseball, but um, you know all that stuff. 
And I was like, oh, this is this is really fun. And just the fact that you can just plow through those innings super quick just makes it awesome. Because mm-hmm. it's like, what, five innings default. If you play a season, you play, I think, all nine. All the innings, I think. Yes, you play all nine innings. Yeah. Um, but either way, they go really quick because you just hit A and skip the next one. It's super fast. It's just, you just keep going. And yeah. it, it really speeds up the game of baseball, which, you know, traditionally has always been criticized as like a slow kind of game, but it makes it a little bit more accessible to people, I think. You can kind of see the, uh, the, the fun of it. Super I, fun. There's some weird stuff about like, as soon as you get a ball, like I'm like, okay, I'm going to throw it to first base mm-hmm. or whatever. And I hit it and I feel like the character just sits there and goes, eh, and then throws yeah, it. Yeah, because like if you hold down the button, it increases your power and you can actually preload that, that throw before you feel the ball. So there's kind of like a, like a, like a technique of if the ball's coming to you at say shortstop, mm-hmm. And a grounder, you're going to want to hit the first base button to throw to first base like before so you can start charging up that throw to first base so that as soon as you feel it, let go and he'll just like rocket it out. Huh. Okay, because I would always hit B and just kind of wait. Yeah, no, because it's because there's a power meter for your throw. So like you just tap it, he's going to like just throw, do a really nonchalant. I mean, it didn't even tell me about the power hitting. Yeah, for a while. But eventually it was like, oh, hey, you can hold this. I'm like, Mm -hmm. oh, that makes my hits way better. Kind of. My only problem with just baseball games in general is like when I hit the ball, I feel like it just goes wherever. Like I don't mm. feel like I have any control. Of like, well, if I hit it this way, it's going to go this way or this way. It's like, I mean, I guess it's how it is in real baseball because mm. no one really knows exactly where that ball is going to go. <laughs> yeah, totally. Like in this one, in this one predominantly, it depends on if you hit, if you're early on the ball or late on the ball. Yeah. If you hit it earlier, you're going to pull it like more to your batter side so like if you're a right-handed batter you're gonna pull it down the third baseline if you hit a later you're gonna slap it to the opposite field or whatever that's primarily what happens but um but yeah you're 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 totally right like you can't really place your balls it's very difficult to do that and i guess it's fine it's realistic yeah so i mean it's it's realistic but you know sometimes it's like well that sucked i just got put out right away it's like it's not my fault you hit it as hard as you can directly um but it's still super fun quick it's nice to Mm -hmm. just sit down bash out a couple Mm -hmm. games the character models are uh weird yeah they're really weird like that's the one thing is like the presentation of the game is actually not terrible like the music is is fun and like i love all the yeah, little I like, sound I like effects. how this pops up it's like heavy metal studios and it just plays like metal the yeah. entire time and the um like the sound effects and like the stupid voice acting of like the umpire is is fun but uh the character models are really and animations are like really really weird looking that's like predominantly the thing that i noticed in super mega baseball 2 that they improved was that the player models and the animations all look yeah way I th- better. I think I read a um, little article about they were talking about reception they received in the first one. Like people love this game. There's like a, a couple of little things that we're gonna change in the second one, but like you know we got really positive reception. But one of the things everyone was divided on was the art style. Like some people were like this is horrible, mm-hmm. or some people liked it. I think are the characters they feel like they're randomly generated, right? Um, there no, there's characters like on each team. Right, but like the character, like the way they look and everything. No, well, I mean, one guy will look exactly the same as he does throughout each version. Like, for right, example, right, right. right. No, I'm just saying, but they're like probably randomly created, and then it's like, okay, this person is these these sliders went this way randomly, and then we got this character and we put them out there. Like, maybe I mean, like, because I saw some characters, and I was like, dude, this guy looks kind of this looks kind of racist. Like, oh really? <laughs> yeah, and I was like, this is bad. Like, uh, I don't. It's the, I, but I, I just assume it's just random and I it just mean, happened. Like their main guy, the main guy on the on the box and stuff is Hammer Long Ballo. 
for for the 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 sirloins. Yeah. Who's what? What team are you? Pl- what team is your favorite team to play as right now? Ah, uh, un- overdogs. Oh, the overdogs. Yeah. All right. It's a good name. I like Plus, they got the, a dog uh, on the front. I like the moose. Moose are good. Moose power hitters, bro. I like speed. I don't know why. I just think I like speed. I probably don't. <laughs> I haven't played enough <laughs> of it. Um, but yeah, that game's really cool. I was really pleasantly surprised by it. Good game. Get it now. If you yeah, have it's free if you have Xbox. Yeah, go. Hmm. If you don't, I'm pretty sure it's it goes on sale regularly for yeah, like definitely Steam or or PS4. It's fun, arcadey joy. All right, I guess I should talk. Maybe, 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 yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe. All right, I'll go with my games then. Um, <clears throat> so I've been playing. I started up this one game because someone I read a review that said it was like. Battlestar Galactica in some weird ways. Eh? Um, so it was, yeah, so it's this game called Fractured Space. So imagine a MOBA mixed with capital ships. That sounds like it'd be interesting and a little hectic. It's a, it's a little crazy. I'll be honest. Um, the, I guess, okay. So, the reason it's playing is like capital ships. So it's got like a full flight simulator is you basically, uh, it's a free to play game. It's really hard and hard to start off and explain this, but uh, you're playing these big hunkin battleships and you have to basically take over these areas. And your goal is to get to the very end where you can jump into your enemy's main base and start blowing it up with teammates. Uh, it's five on five and the respawn timers are pretty long. They get longer as the match goes on. There's no like general mobs to shoot at or anything like a traditional MOBA, but the way the lanes are structured, there's two lanes. You can pick one side or the other side, and you go and you take over these little mining operations. And the more mining operations you get, the quicker your, your ships level up, and then you can go back and equip them. So unlike a MOBA where you can just level them up, you have to go all the way back to base and then put some points in and be like, I'm going to go the defensive route. I'm going to go the attack route. It's very simple. It's, there's not a lot of like item buying or anything and not a lot of high level strategies no like. not not as far as that goes so uh, you probably mentioned this but i must have missed it um how many players per team how many ships uh, five per team? five per team five. so standard moba type um but some things it, it's a lot simpler like i said everyone shares a level kind of like how here's a storm does it um and then i think it's like i believe it's like five minutes into the match and a middle part opens and if you control that your team gets a massive buff so most of the time you have a couple ships sparring and then you at one point just everything just goes in this one area. And I got to hammer in the point that these are huge ships. So you're firing like you have like maybe six or seven different types of guns on your ship. And some of them are carrying fighters that fly by and you have point defense systems. So you're like guns are shooting these fighters down. So it feels very massive and very much like you're having a huge battle and, and you're kind of greater than some of your parts because these ships are supposed to have, like, the idea is they're supposed to have, like, 5,000 crew members on them or whatever yeah. fighting. Um, and everyone's just shooting fighters. And it's very interesting. Like, it has a really cool feel to it because everything is just such a larger scale and everything moves so much slower. You have to really take account your momentum and, like, trying to fly a ship that can strafe. It's like, okay, I'm going really fast. Okay, now I gotta try to move. Oh god, I'm not moving. I hit this asteroid. Okay, now I'm stuck, and then these people are just bailing on you with everything they have. Um, it's really neat for a free to play game, but then it comes down to the problems with free to play games. Is um, I thought Heroes of the Storm was really bad about giving you like um, anything to work with, but this game is like, hey, you get three ships. Isn't that cool? You start off with three ships. How much does it cost to get a new one? 
How much? Oh, it's quite a lot. It's well, I mean, it's in dollars. Like, I actually don't know how much okay. the dollar value is, but as far as free to play value goes, like the cheapest ships, there's maybe like a couple of them that cost like ten thousand credits. You get like maybe. Um, oh no, I'm sorry, hundred thousand credits. Oh Jesus! But you get maybe. 8,000 credits a game. So you have to play a lot of games, like 10 games to get a new, like basic level ship. And you don't even know if you like that ship. Does yeah. it have like a hero rotation? Like, no, uh, oh, there's no so hero you just rotation. have to be like, you start I hope those, I like this. Yeah. Ship. <laughs> you start off with three ships. I mean, one of them is tanky. One of them is fast. One of them is kind of in the middle and like heals. Actually, you don't even get a heal ship. Never mind. Forget that. You get a self healing ship. Um, so there's no like healer ship for other. There is a healer ship. You can get that at one point, which, Heals other things. All the little specialty ships, like the cloaking ships and stuff like that, you don't get for free. You get a ship for free if you give them their email address. I don't know. It's weird. Um, Sounds like the worst of free-to-play mechanics. It really does, honestly. And then you have another section, which is your crew, which you earn DNA points separately, and you can use those DNA points to spend to buy new crew. And actually, the crew stuff's kind of cool because depending on who you have you know, running the weapon system, they will say completely different lines of dialogue. So they all have their own personality and they will s- say interesting things like we're actually getting flanked from the right. And which is actually true. So very, uh-huh. so it's cool to have that kind of like, Oh, I feel attached to these kind of weird characters that mm-hmm. are actually buffing certain stats and like sending me down a different skill tree. Um, but I don't know, man, it's, it's weird. I kind of want to play it with someone else because it actually has a lot of skill in like shooting and maneuvering and things like that more so than like a MOBA where it's just like, well, it's top down. You just click the button and you do a thing. Not to say MOBAs aren't skilled, but it feels more like, oh, you positioning is really important and how you hide behind asteroids and actual flying. So line of sight and, mm-hmm. and actual naval tactics yeah, can very much. Can it feels like you're flying giant boats around. Like yeah. it's, it's not super maneuverable. It's, um, you have to really think about your actions before you do them yeah. because once you commit, it's like, this is what you're doing. So sometimes I would try to go real fast and fly by people because th- my preferred ship is this kind of the speedier one because its main weapon shoots these homing missiles. So it can fly by really fast and shoot homing missiles and you just hope. The problem is, is when you look and you're turning and you're shooting behind you, you can't see what's in front of you. So then you might just run uh. into an asteroid and you're like, well, I'm dead because <laughs> I'm not, I'm just going to get ram- mm-hmm. railed on by everyone else in my team. So, yeah, it, it's, I don't, I like it, but I also like just the, the point of like, oh, it's going to take me forever to get a new shit. Like, like you like, I, I feel like it sounds like you enjoy what the game could be, but not necessarily what it is right now. I like the game itself. Like the game matches are mm-hmm. neat and fun and uh, an interesting take on the mobile genre and like a space fighting type game. And it looks really pretty. It's a really good looking game. Like this really good looking but everything surrounding the game, as soon as it throws you back into like, all right, the lobby, it's like, uh, this is, maybe it's just me just getting tired of free-to-play games, but like, even the prices on some of them, it's like, one ship, this is $50. I'm like, no, man. Oh, man. It comes with its crew, like, really nice crew, mm-hmm. and it comes with special skins, but I'm like, and I mean, I man. guess, I mean, I guess people who would buy that would justify, you pay, you pay, uh... $60 for a game itself. You're getting this game for free and then you just buy this ship for $50. Yeah, but it's like that's that's one ship for $50. Yeah. Like it, it doesn't seem like a good value cuz like here's a storm, you can buy a bunch of characters for like 40 bucks or something and you'll get like a good handful, like at least 7 or 8 solid ones, some exclusive skins, some cool little cosmetic things and like a boost and like a couple other things as opposed to just one ship. 
you know, I know there's not this game just came out, so there's not a whole lot of other ships to choose from. Um, but like, I don't know, they could just maybe make it a little bit, a little bit more generous because they even make you pay for like a boost where it's like if you win a match and do really well. Also, I've never won a game yet because I suck. But like, <laughs> I play like eight or seven games. I always lose every time. I don't know if it's me or my teammates, but I don't know. Anyway, um, so if you press this button, it spends that boost. And it's like, I got to know when this boost is, but that boost costs money to get. So it's like, what the hell? It's, yeah, it's kind of gross. I forget who recently tweeted like one use items in games are like the worst mm-hmm. possible thing you could ever do. Well, like that's the thing is like a boost. And then I, I keep going back to Heroes of the Storm because even though I don't think their free to play models that great, it's at least not offensively bad. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a boost system in there too, but it is like a one time use, but you get like three days worth. So it's like, oh man, I'm sick. I'm going to stay home from work and just play a ton of Heroes of the Storm. It's going to be great. I'm just going to buy this boost and get tons of experience and stuff. Like that seems worth it as opposed to one game. It just feels weird having one game, like spending this money on this one game to give it a credit boost. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. I take it it's like five bucks for the boost or something like that. Or? I think it's like two, uh, but I mean that adds up still, quick. Yeah, it it's does. Like, yeah, if it's just one match, one match. Oh. That's the thing is like there's no I, there's no incentive to value like egg <laughs> egg ink. The game I still sometimes play. Um, egg egg. You still <laughs> it has that thing where it's like the perceived value of oh, okay these eggs cost this much, but if I earn this much money, these golden eggs will eventually become way cheaper in price because I've been built putting them in this piggy bank. That piggy bank is way cheaper than actually buying the eggs outright. So my perceived value has changed and it like makes me feel like I'm getting much better value for, you know, paying this mm-hmm. money as opposed to, wow, this is just really expensive right off the bat and there's no way it's getting cheaper. So yep. free to play games, but that game's cool. I might still jump in. It's fun to just, it's the games are short. They're like 20 minutes long or so. Um, it's, you know, something to go in and chill and, shoot some giant um, giant ships down, watch them explode and get mad and people rage out when they don't know where to go. You know, standard mobile affair. Yeah. Sounds that way. Um, what else did I play? Uh, oh, I played it. Okay, so this game came out in, I think, 2014? It's been on my list for a while. It's called Never Ending Nightmares. I don't know if you guys have seen it, but it has a very... Sounds very familiar. It has a very distinct art style. So the art style is completely black and white, basically, except for blood and, like, things you can interact with, <laughs> which is very okay. weird. Um, it's like a two, three-hour short walking-type game where you just kind of walk and click on things and stuff happens. And depending on what you do and which pass you take, um, things can happen. October, my dear. It is October, and I was like, I, you know what? I need to play this game. because I've heard the art style is really cool, which it is. Um... The game itself, though, eh, it's not, eh. not a huge fan. It does that thing where they have put some enemies in later, and I get it to be like tension or whatever. Um, but like the middle halfway through, you go to like this part where you're in an asylum, and there's these like weird zombie things that are in straight jackets, and they are really weird. They the problem is is they go by sound, so. You have to walk real slow and anything that makes you walk real slow to me in a game is really boring because especially if you're trying to get past them and figure out kind of how their pattern works and you keep messing up and you have to die and come back and then try to go around them slowly. It's just frustrating. Well, because that kind of mechanic in those games, it's not you're not 
doing anything fun or you're not mm-hmm. really outsmarting anybody. You're just taking more time exactly. to do the thing that you need to do as much for as no a, reason. Yeah. One thing in Soma, kind of like how you, you encounter characters, like, there's maybe like two monsters you encounter twice or something, but most of the time you only encounter something once and then it'd be done. Like you wouldn't see the same. You, you'd find mm-hmm. out how it worked and then adapt to it and figure it out and move past it. This one, I just kept putting like, there was like three monsters total. And once you figured out their gimmick, you did it and then it was done. You know, it wasn't anything clever in, any, in much of a way. Um, but it does have some really cool visuals and it tells a weird story that has like branching paths, depending on what you do. Um, it's a really, it's hard to describe how cool that game looks. Cause when you look at screenshots, it looks kind of bad. Like I honestly was like, why did, why did people talk so much about this art style up? But when in motion, it looks really cool. Like every way everything animates and everything, it looks like you're looking at like a, um, uh, kind of one of those new age cartoons in, the, in a way that you're actually interacting with. Um, it, it made me jump a couple times. It was a little disturbing. Um, I don't know. This is a pretty solid horror game. You can probably obtain for like two or three dollars. How long sometime. was it? Two or three hours. Okay. That's it's odd when you're talking about horror games because you have something like a Soma, which is a few hours, mm-hmm. and then that's like a few hours, and then you have something like an alien isolation. Which is like eight hours long. Well, actually, Soma was like eight hours long. You think so? Oh, is it? it was pretty long. It was hmm. a, I think Alien Isolation is like 30 hours long. That's the problem. Jesus. Yeah, it's like a full length game, like all the way out, but it's, you're just hiding. That's kind of. Yeah. To kind of cr- keep that tension going for mm-hmm. so many hours is kind of tough. Yeah. yeah. It is very tough. And so I think a lot of horror pacing in horror games is, is a big, big challenge. Oh, it totally yeah. is. I mean, that's why I think PT was one of the better things is because and this game kind of does pt in a little weird in some weird ways i think it came out before it maybe i'm not sure but it's like a repeating area because it's a never-ending nightmare so every time you can't tell if you're actually dying or you're supposed to die to progress mm-hmm. the story so you're kind of confused with what's what and um it, it plays around with your uh, sense of what is real and what's not pretty well um i just kind of assumed i was always in a nightmare though because it's called never-ending nightmares man yeah. <laughs> they never stop that's they, they did the bait and switch though it was all real. That would be crazy because that would almost be impossible considering <laughs> what they do. Because I mean, your character dies multiple times. Um, that game's cool. If you're looking for a spooky game to play, you can uh, for Halloween. You can you can do a lot worse. Um, but yeah, just watch out. Just be prepared to deal with some frustrating enemies. And some of the puzzles are a little obtuse, but not 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 too bad. I didn't get stuck for that long. Um, but that's all I played, I believe, this week, which was a sizable amount. What about you, Lorenzo? Besides Batman, what have you been into? Um, most recently, Vega Conflict. A buddy of mine kind of turned me onto it. It's a free-to-play game, kind of in the style of Clash of Clans. But okay, uh, what turned me off of Clash of Clans is that you can't be tactical at all in mm-hmm. that, where you just you pop enemies, they attack the thing, and they go for their favorite thing and the logic is sometimes why are you attacking that thing yeah. why do you attack the other thing yep yep where at, le- at least in vega conflict when you get into the battles you can individually um you can either just let the ai run and go but you can actually say focus fire on this ship and focus fire on this and it hmm. becomes kind of like a base builder with with uh like space and the space stations uh and it it kind of feels like uh you build up these freights and it kind of feels like um a little bit like 
like a more combat oriented Stellaris, I would say. Okay. Without colonizing extra places, but right. like, you know, you go out, you um, attack for resources and you come back and, and try and, uh, try and build up the base. It's a big base builder, just kind of like Clash of Clans. So is it, yeah, I was gonna say, is it very similar to Clash of Clans where you just kind of like, I want to raid this person. You just click a button and you start raiding them or. Uh, it's it- more right now at the, at least this point you can raid uh, other people, but there are, um, like NPC stuff. So okay. there's a lot of like these fields and they send these ships that are AI ships, um, and different fleet levels. And so you can attack those guys. So like, if you don't want to grief anyone, you could get by with just attacking, um, other things, uh, at least in the, in the early levels. So okay. it's kind of nice where you don't have to piss somebody off and get wrecked in return. Yeah. So you can just kind of build up and, and go the, the PVE route versus the PVP route. Okay. So there's some options. Yeah. Okay. But is it just like you can, it's just, uh, you have your single base and then it goes to a different screen and then you're at someone else's base. It, despite it, regardless if it was like CPU or person. Uh, it's actually, um, there's actually a couple different screens. So it's kind of nice. It's, it's a little bit more dynamic where okay. you come in and you go in your base and then you go out and you see the the sector. And so you can see all the bases and then you can see the routes of these, uh, either the, the player ships or the, uh, the AI ships kind of going over to the central place. Hmm. And so, um, you can kind of zoom in and then, select a base and then go for that. Or you can select those, uh, those enemy cargo ships or, hmm. or the convoys, uh, and go for those. Can you have multiple bases? Uh, I haven't gotten that far yet, so I don't know yet. Okay. So, um, I can't, I guess stay tuned, uh, <laughs> is, uh, is a thing I have to progress a little bit farther. Um, I haven't seen anyone with multiple, multiple bases yet. Um, but you can have multiple fleets. So that's an interesting thing. Make hmm. send them attack uh, different things, different and you can things, let okay. it run if you want. Uh, don't need to direct every battle. So okay, so it could go auto run in some places. Yeah. So right right now, um, I think my base level is like base level five or six or something like that, and I can. It looks like I can have up to four fleets. I still have just the one, hmm. uh, but I could probably send those guys out all independently, and then just have them attack multiple convoys, and then come back. I've been looking for some new phone games, so I might yeah. download this <laughs> phone game. Phone game. Yep, a phone game. And it's a space game, too, from what it's it looks like. It's a space game, yeah. Yeah. Every game from now on, Ethan plays, will just be a space game. <laughs> it's true. Titanfall 2, Battlefield yeah. 1, uh, all space games. <laughs> Battlefield all one. space games. All the space combat from mm-hmm. World War One. Yep. It's the reason why uh, Franz uh, Ferdinand was uh, assassinated. Because he wasn't yeah. allowed to because go to space. Because he was like... Did he fake I, the space landing? Yes. <laughs> the space landing. They landed on space. <laughs> we have landed on space. It's like, what? You can't do that. And then they realized they couldn't. Mm-hmm. And they shot him. <laughs> and then they shot him. Yeah. That game seems pretty interesting. I mean, there's, um, what's the free to play like? Is it? Not too bad so far. Um, like I haven't really needed to use any resources. Um, cause a lot of things, especially early game are all free. Okay. Um, so like repairing your ship has been free so far. At least I haven't gotten them dinged up too much. <laughs> um, time frame as far as like a lot of the, the research and power stuff is sub hour. So, okay. but it's, this is all early level stuff. So yeah. Yeah. So I haven't seen like the higher level, but they get you hooked and then they mm-hmm. get you in deep and then they, then they pull out and say, Hey, pull your wallet. Yeah. <laughs> pull it out. Yeah. Check it out. <laughs> But yeah, so far it's been uh, it's been pretty pretty manageable, and you can just pick it up, 
five minutes, then put it away. What's wait. the what's the clan stuff like? Because you said you were playing with your friend. Is you, can you join like a space clan? And- yeah, you can join alliances. I haven't quite gotten to that point where I can uh, uh, join to his clan yet. Uh, or anything like that, but it looks like uh, you can set up alliances, and uh, there's like a uh, um, a reward to do so, and and uh, kind of I I would assume kind of like the way Clash Clans works, where you can have like attacking other people all as a group and coordinated. Um, but I'll have to see because hmm. uh, I haven't caught gotten to that stage of the mechanics yet. I might check this out. I check it out. Mm-hmm. Report on it next week. Yeah, on my findings. <laughs> <laughs> Um, anything else? Uh, con man, the game. Um, please explain this. So please explain. Yes. So, uh, Alan Tudyk, Nathan Fillion, a um, whole bunch of other people. Oh yes. Yeah. They had, uh, that web series called con, con man. man. Yeah. And so they, uh, made a game based off that series. Uh, and they got Nathan Fillion. They got Alan back. They got, mm-hmm. um, Nolan North and they got Felicia day to do a whole bunch of voices. All right. Uh, and then they have like these little Easter eggs. Um, it's all the characters from con man. And then they have like a little Kevin Smith security dude. <laughs> and it's, you make a convention and it's, it's, uh, running this convention for, huh. um, for nerds. Yeah. For <laughs> nerds. <laughs> and it's all kind of like generic for, for the start. Generic then, nerds. Yeah. Stuff. <laughs> Do you guys like. T- goblins TM. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, but the cool thing, laser swords. Oh yeah, fireball. <laughs> Fire. I uh, have elf ears. <laughs> I can't think of more generic, just nerd oh, stereotypes. Yeah. Uh, the larping. Larping. Yeah. So this is um what this is fo- this is your phone mobile, mobile uh, iPad phone yeah uh, iOS is it dollars Android or is it free to play uh, free to play yeah. Uh, got some, got some dollars for like con bags and things like that. Um, to get <laughs> con bags. Yep. So the con bags, you get uh, like resources and like money and things like that. Um, and then you get uh, other like little consumables to go ahead and speed things up. Uh, but it's it's kind of a cool thing. Uh, periodically, you'll have alien invasions, and so <laughs> you you use super fans to go ahead and fight them off. And the nice thing about it is that with the super fans, they're actually um, um, real people who donated to the Kickstarter campaign. They got oh, uh, kind of s- sketched up. Yeah, they got sketched up as like a character in this thing, and so you fight the aliens and and go from there. Um, but it's pretty cool. Um, still haven't put too much uh, into it, but it's like. You, you, you grow the con size and you have the booths and then uh, you can set up VIP people who give buffs and things like that. And uh, got to keep the restrooms running and the, <laughs> the food up and the trash cans. And the, I mean, people make it seem around. like cons are really easy to run, but I've been to a lot of cons that are really awful. Yeah. Yeah. So it gets um, tough. Um, so yeah, it's doing that and then it's just growing and growing and growing. And I'm starting to get into the higher level stuff like in, it, that the uh, bathrooms don't look like little shacks that look like crap. <laughs> <laughs> What's the fun in that? That's how I feel every yeah. con should be. Also, when I'm looking at Con Man, I, I looked it up on my phone. It mm-hmm. popped up with the Coup board game. And I was like, whoa, there's a, uh, there's a video uh, mobile version of that. And I'm like, wow. Oh, mm-hmm. So I'm going to have to cool. check that out as well. Oh, I got so many phone cool. games just now. Yeah. I'm excited for this. Yeah, that game sounds pretty cool. I mean, it. it um, it it sounds like I, it sounds like free to play stuff isn't too bad. Yeah, seems like it could be a fun little management thing. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And it's it's kind of funny just hearing all the uh, the little sound bites that you get from from uh, all the different celebrities. So. Recognizable. Yeah. <clears throat> Explain to me. Um, I've seen. I've been to conventions. Mm-hmm. And I've seen the con man advertisement, but I don't know yep. what it is. What is the like the actual main thing? Because the game is obviously a spinoff of that, but what is yeah. the thing? So it's a it was a web series. Uh, pretty much, I think it was created by Alan Tudyk, who of course is uh, he got him and his buddy Nathan Fillion, and they kind of kind of riff off of the Firefly kind of dynamic where it's him trying to recoup um, kind of his stuff from from this very short lived show that uh, died before it's time. Hmm. And, okay. uh, yep. How are making a living just uh, off of this fan base that has loved that show and, um, that's, try and keep it along. That's so weird. It's yeah. so weird to me. <laughs> um, Hmm. Very, um, very meta. Human. Very it's meta. Very matter. Yeah, because uh, Nathan Fillion comes in as like you know, it's just how it parallels his real life. How he uh, he's, he's had a fairly successful fairly, after. Yep, after it, um, and kind of goes unlike him, but more like of a the big ego kind of thing. Mm. That's I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> like that's funny, but it's also like yeah. I, I love how they always tease that like Firefly, it's not coming back, and yeah. then it's like oh, but all the actors just hang out together. Yeah, it's like, they do. <laughs> all right, guys, I see how it is. Mm-hmm. I guess you know what if they come, whatever they come back with, the expectations will never be met. Yeah. Um, is that it, guys? Is that all we played? Are we done? Anything else you want to talk about? No? Yeah, yeah, it's been pretty light. So. Pretty light. Just enough for phone games and yeah. Batman. Mm-hmm. <sighs> All right, Batman phone games. So I guess, yeah. <laughs> so I guess it's time for the news. I like how does the adapt. Matt stuff. <laughs> Matt stuff. And I'm just going to bring in my own self because I'm not going to be an original host. I'm just going to copy what he does. Makes it easier. The news. The news. So, um, not much news this week. Um, but there was a pretty interesting announcement that actually happened not too, a couple days ago for us since we're recording this on a Monday. Um, Twitch Prime. Which prime? So I Which prime? I wondered if this was going to happen ever since, I think it was last year Amazon bought um, Twitch. Uh, I don't know, it was 2014 when they bought Twitch. Um, I was like, I wonder what they're going to do with that. I wonder if at some point they're going to roll in your Amazon Prime subscription to include something with Twitch. Surprise, they did exactly what I thought they were going to mm-hmm. do. Um, so for, I think it's, it's any, anyone who owns an Amazon Prime membership, Automatically gets basically the equivalent of Twitch Turbo, which I think was their subscription pro service before. Yeah. So that means you get um, an ad-free experience. Mm-hmm. You get some cool emotes and some chat badges. You yeah. get one free channel subscription every 30 days, which I don't understand what channel subscriptions really are. Well, um... Because I know you can pay $5 to like a thing and I didn't know what it did. Yeah, so yes. basically Twitch would get a cut. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you would get uh, subscriptions to specific channels to mm-hmm. help support them. Um, speaking as someone who was a Critical Role subscriber, mm-hmm. uh, can speak to the Geek and Sundry one. Basically, they gave you access to um, the video on demands, uh, and then 
emotes for their thing. And then mm. a lot of their uh, chats because of how big like certain shows got became subscriber only. So mm. you could participate in the, the chats. S- same. I uh, subscribe to Maximilian's mm-hmm. uh, fighting game channel and I get specific emotes access like to the Benny emote. Yeah. Access to it's, it's worth the five bucks a month as it is the uh, access to subscriber only uh, streams. And I'm pretty sure that's all he does, but yeah. So it, each Twitch channel can control what they kind of want when they get to a high enough level. They can kind of just say what they want to do with their subscription type money, like what benefits every kind of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they can kind of I mean, for the most part, it's pretty standardized as far as like um, access to video on demand and mm-hmm. then access to e- emotes and things like that. But it seems to be pretty customizable to each channel. Hmm. And then so the cut that they get also can be negotiated because I always wondered how it was different yeah. from like following. Because you can follow mm-hmm. any channel, right? Yeah, you can right? follow yeah. any channel. Okay, so and it'll tell you when correct. they're they streaming. Live. Yeah, but but you're not actually like supporting them. And if you want to yeah. like be like, this person's great, I'm gonna give them some dollars. You do subscribe is probably the way to do it. Or correct, you can throw yeah. those digital bits at them that they added. <laughs> cheering, yep. cheering. You can cheer them on, like you know. I want to cheer the guy in the background. It, it just feels <laughs> take some money. That stuff to me just feels so like old old cam girl type thing where it's like yeah. full money whatever you do with well, I mean that's like. the thing is like Maximilian works a lot on a um on a tip like service mm-hmm. like people like during his during his stream will just be setting him money like yeah I, they usually do that but it's usually a third party thing I know recent I think it was like whenever they added the cheers it was like yeah a no that is ago. a totally yeah. a third party thing that he was doing before I don't know how he's adapted since the cheering I know the cheering thing is um it's a I know Twitch just wants their cut. They're yeah, just, it was exactly. just smart because, you know, hey, if you're doing this thing and people are doing it for free, why not integrate into the service? And yep. Let's get a little money. But uh, so, yeah, so you get one free channel subscription every 30 days, which is kind of cool. Um, and an interesting thing is they say free game loot every month. And the first mm-hmm. one was a new Hearthstone hero. Yeah. Yep. So that was pretty interesting. So I went T- ahead and claimed T- that. Tyrion. 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 She's in Heroes of the Storm. She's a priest. Yeah, she's a priest lady. She's a priest skin. Yeah. Um, and then some couple, I think they're releasing an indie game. So they're, um, I don't know if it's out yet. I couldn't find a way to download it. Um, but basically they made a, uh, Amazon and actually, I think it was at TwitchCon. They announced a couple games they were making or revealed some of them. Mm-hmm. So a while ago, I think they bought the crisis engine, the Crytek engine. Crytek. And, um, they announced that they're going to start doubling down on making games. So, <laughs> They've released a game that I believe says, you know what, this article does not say it, but basically it is a game that is for Twitch streamers to play with their audience. And I'm just like, this is so weird. That can get really, really weird. This is is, Hmm. is weird to me. I mean, I know there's been games like that before. Um, There was a game, I know me and Matt played it indicated a while ago where... um, you the Twitch streamers could control what was going on in the game. Mm-hmm. I know there's been a some where it's like you can cause the jump scares to happen at this time. The Twitch streamers or the Twitch watchers can yeah, do it. Yeah, um, Batman has a weird. Batman like, has the new has Twitch viewing Twitch mode, viewing like or streaming viewing where mode. you can have everyone decide the decisions for you or like vote on which ones they want. Yeah, which is weird. I've it tends to be um, a lot of a lot of newer games are tend to have now Twitch integration. I wonder if that's just because they're hoping that maybe Twitch streamers will do it, and maybe then it becomes marketing at that point. I think so, free marketing because Conman actually has a a, a, 
a streaming mode as well. Really? How does that even work? Because it's a mobile I game. I have no idea. So it's interesting. Because um, <laughs> okay. there is a Twitch app on there, so I, I would, I would. That's so weird. I would think it probably integrates on that. So streaming is an interesting thing because it's becoming easier and easier yeah. for just anybody to do. Like again, like Blizzard uh, worked it directly into their client now, where mm-hmm. you can stream yeah. directly to Facebook. And obviously the PS4 and I want to say the Xbox, the Xbox One, One it, yeah. has yeah. the built-in streaming function functionality and as like well. It, NVIDIA, like anytime you buy an NVIDIA card, it just has a little button to like go live instantly. Just click yeah. this button. You know, they're making it easier and easier. So it's like anyone can stream, but like, you know, people have been streaming a while and they got those crazy overlays oh, yeah. and there's just tons of stuff going on everywhere. And you know, and every time you say something, it pops up in the screen and like confetti pops out or something that's like, it's very customizable to like the current audience. Yeah. Streaming to me is just, I don't know, very interesting. Very interesting thing that I kind of want to get more into, but I'm also like intimidated by it. Yeah. It seems like the barrier has been both lowered and the production value needed has been slightly raised. Yes. In this weird thing. Stand out. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Although production values, I think people kind of overestimate how important those are. Mm-hmm. Um, you can get away with, you know, very, very simple, easy stuff to get up and running and it should be fine. <laughs> well, um, this is, I didn't put this in the news, but I know um, the uh, Logitech finally came out with a new webcam because the webcam I own is was their top of the line one. It was like $60 or $70 or something like that because mm-hmm. it's been, but it's so old by now. Like it doesn't yeah. run at 60 frames a second. It's, I can't remember the number off the top of my head, but it doesn't run at 60 frames a second, which is, you know, like in the new age, it's like 60 frames, bro, you got to have that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it also has an integration with an automatic green screen. So you don't actually need to buy a green screen anymore, but it'll try to figure out your background and crop you out. <laughs> so it'll put you right into the game, which is the new thing that Twitch streamers do is because yeah, yeah. you don't want all that extra like random stuff. So you're just going to be shoved into the game, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. take up the- less space. <laughs> The PlayStation I tries to do the same thing. Oh, really? It has a like auto crap. Uh, oh, crap. Auto crap. Auto, <laughs> oh, crap. auto crap. <laughs> That's a Freudian slip. It got that auto crap. Uh, it's got an auto crop functionality. It always looks like garbage yeah. for my background, though. So, like, I just go with the box. The box, yeah. yeah. No, I totally get that. Um, so, I mean, it's interesting just seeing how everyone is just going like streaming, man. Like, Jackbox games, those have a streaming feature on them now, too. Mm-hmm. Like, especially the new um, Drawful 2 has very much all about yeah. streaming. Um, so, you know, Twitch is um, Amazon and Twitch combining I, together, man. I mean, ultimately, it's just that experience that, you know, you had when you were younger of like, oh, no, I don't want to I don't want to play the game. Just I want to see you play it. I want to just see you play the game. I know so it's just like on a I mean, that's on a global it's weird because like all my friends come over and we just watch me play a game and yeah. laugh at how bad I am. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean. You know, it's the same thing. It's just, it's weird. It's yeah. weird how everyone's just like, watching games is great. Yeah. Well, Twitch in itself has kind of, there There been a lot more, it's an interesting medium to to, to say, because now um, uh, you have different things, not just games, but you also have like creative stuff. And the feeling I would think is that also there's going to be a specific role playing uh, mm. set because there are a lot totally. of people who are role playing mm-hmm. um, RPGs now. So well, there's like we're streaming those some, RPG, the artwork stuff. A lot. I yeah. keep toying with putting this on, um, recording us actually talking in a chat. At some point, I want to do that. Put us on Twitch on um, the um, video game chat section because I think we did the what was this, the Korean 
Oh, eating the thing. mukbang. Mukbang. Because <laughs> we were mukbang. eating we were, yeah. salt and vinegar Pringles. <laughs> Pringles. And we're like, this is a mukbang. And people were very disappointed by that. Yeah. But they I mean. like, eat, eat a chip. Throw a chip at the screen. Yeah. yeah it's just like, this is getting weird. Fish. Yeah, yeah. Weird. Yeah, now. Yeah. We're going to go. We should maybe stay on the uh, video game chat section. But they have, you know, they have the cooking. They have the hobbies. Yeah. They have the people who just, you know, like, I'm showing my cosplay. This is how long it takes me to make this. Mm-hmm. It's. Interesting, and people seem to be flocking to it. But Twitch also knows that it has to um, keep up with kind of demands, and, and YouTube is also trying to gun for that with YouTube gaming. Yeah. So now Twitch is allowing you to upload pre-recorded videos. Yeah. Which is, oh, I feel a little against it, but if they're doing that whole subscribe thing where you want to subscribe and get those all those like backlog videos, like I don't know, it could be kind of what they want to people want to see. Yeah. Um. Yeah, as another thing with Critical Role, just because, you know, it's my biggest entry into Twitch. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a big catalog. It's over 300 hours of content. Um, it's They're at 69 episodes, and each episode <laughs> is at least three hours long. Uh, some uh, Sometimes they're five hours long. Jeez. But they have international uh, an international audience. And so, like, even East Coasters, sometimes they start at 7 p.m. Pacific, which is great for us. But, you know, East Coasters, it's starting at 10 o'clock. They yes. frequently roll into 12 or 1 o'clock in the morning Eastern time. Mm-hmm. And then we have, like, those European peoples where it's 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning when they're starting. And just their audience is so big that, you know, the the video on demand is, is something that really helps. I mean, Twitch has had that for a while, though, where you yeah, can, yeah. like... They would keep track of your archive, your old videos and stuff. Yeah, but yeah. like now you can actually go and straight up edit like videos and put them up there. Mm-hmm. So it's like supplementary, con- supplementary com- content. I'm, I wouldn't yeah, be surprised yeah. at some point because right now you can uh, upload all your videos from Twitch into YouTube. Yeah. Like there's a button that does that really quickly. I wouldn't be surprised if some day that button goes away because they yeah. are straight head to head competitors at this point now. Yeah. Um, and if there was some company to take on YouTube gaming or YouTube in general, Twitch it would be, be Twitch. Yeah. Twitch is huge. Well, that's totally what I was going to ask right now is that, like, obviously when, for example, I use, I predominantly stream, and by predominantly I mean exclusively stream using the <laughs> PlayStation 4, um, and whenever I go into broadcast, it pops up, do you want to do Twitch? Do you want to do... YouTube gaming or live stream <laughs> live stream. <laughs> is there any world in which Twitch is not the like absolute be all end all of like streaming? No, I mean, yeah. YouTube, it's fine. It's just one of those things where it's like Google plus where it's like, Hey, there's already something everyone uses. Yep. Everyone's already comfortable with it. It works perfectly the, fine. You just created something that offers nothing better. Mm-hmm. Yep. The only way I see YouTube gaming being like, Somewhat beneficial is if like a channel or a property or whatever started with the YouTube and they have the predominance of their following on there because then they get people get notified as soon as they go live for something. Yeah. It's, like, on the it's like Instagram stories. Yeah. Like you there, know, yeah, yeah. If exactly. you're already following a brand or whatever on Instagram, they're gonna be like, Oh, well, let's just leverage this already. Exactly. Like for like I for example, I run the social media accounts for uh for a certain brand, we tried using a sna- getting a Snapchat channel, which worked out okay. But once they rolled out Instagram Stories, we were like, "Well, the pre- like predominantly all the people that are following us are following this channel, and so mm-hmm. why don't we just leverage that 
to get out the same kind of content instead of trying to get a bunch of people to sign on to, to this, this new, new platform. Yeah, yeah, trying to get us there, So The other thing I can see that would work out, uh, just going off of that, Snapchat versus Instagram Stories, is that Instagram Stories has a much better user interface. Mm. So if YouTube can somehow improve the user interface or some of the, the it, creature comforts yeah. of, of Twitch. Twitch yeah. So like something that happens a lot um, with um, Twitch streamers, you can't pause it um, mm, and come sure. back. Um, unless you're watching the video on demand. And so sometimes they're just, you know, if you want to grab something real quick or something like that, you can't do that. Just got to let it run. But also doesn't that defeat the purpose of like being in the chat room and being live? Like, isn't that Uh, like, wouldn't you be desynced by that? Like I, I I get what you're saying. Like that would be an advantage and that would be one of those things where the market is like, Hey, YouTube offers something different, Mm -hmm. you know, as opposed to right now it offers pretty much the same thing. Also, the YouTube interface, I don't know if you guys have been to YouTube slash gaming.com or whatever not. it is. It sucks. It's yeah. really Ugh. bad. It's really clunky. And it kind of does the same thing Twitch does where it's like, here's the top games, but it doesn't, it just doesn't work as well. Like yeah. it's not as clean. Like the one thing I appreciate about Twitch is it's not exactly a pretty interface, but it's totally functional. It works. Yeah. So you can get to your game that you want to search for. It does its job, you know? Mm-hmm. See, I was meant to check out YouTube gaming, but... There's no reason to. Because it's like everyone you know is either broadcasting on Twitch or they're not, you know? Yeah. It's like no one is like, oh, check out my YouTube gaming stream. It's, it's mostly like IGN has gone live on YouTube gaming. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. It's like big, big companies like that. Or you know what they're doing now? They're just going to Facebook Live. Yeah, I feel it's yeah, if it, they can get the it looks like they're trying to reach across with the popularity of their uh, YouTubers to do mm-hmm. more live stuff to help. It's also just the they brand. want to secure, you know, because they know that, hey, YouTube's advantage is they have, they can just put out these really nicely crafted, like, you know, educational videos or game theories mm-hmm. or, you know, whatever. And on Twitch, you can't do that. You can't have yeah. that highly edited content. But now they have that. So it's like, hey, just come to Twitch for all your gaming yep. needs now, you know, as opposed to YouTube where it's like, well, maybe I want to go see, you know, a beauty tutorial or whatever. Because yeah. they have like tons of stuff on YouTube. Oh, but. yeah. Twitch has their niche in gaming and, you know, Justin mm-hmm. TV is no more. It's all about streaming video games. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting times we live in. Yeah. Uh, what else we got on here? So. Is the next one the one that's going to make me very angry? No. Yeah. Not, not angry, but like. Just bummed. Bummed, yeah. Modern Warfare Remastered requires Infinite Warfare to run. No. So you can't just you, there's confirmed there's no way you can get yeah. modern warfare at all unless you buy infinite warfare. This just I like I understand why Activision is doing this, but at the same time I don't understand why Activision it, it seems is very doing this. uh consumer not not customer centric. Yeah. <laughs> not customer focused. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, because the thing is, is it's like I understand why initially they were like the only way you're gonna be able to get this modern warfare uh remaster is if you get the the new game i understand why they do it is because they want at launch they want everybody buying the new game they yes. want yeah. everybody to get the new game and call the numbers have been not as what they used to be yeah they want everybody possible to get it and if that's gonna draw over a couple of crazy people who are gonna buy 80 an 80 dollar game so that they can play modern warfare again like more power to them but, like, at the same time, it's just, like, honestly, like, at this, at this point, why wouldn't you just make them two separate releases and then a big, bu- like, two separate releases, which are 
X amount of dollars and X amount of dollars, but your best value is if you buy it both of together best in value? this bundle. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that would make the most sense. Because then it would be like people like me who are like, I really don't give a shit about uh, new Call of Duty, but I would play the new uh, the Modern Warfare again. Guess what, I would though? T- totally play again. There's a lot of people who don't care about the new Call of Duty. There's mm-hmm. a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. No, but, um, but uh, I guess so. You're it's saying, like you're, you're, they're basically forcing them. Like, yeah, you really are. And that's, it's crappy, but it's, but then they're just not going to buy it anyway. They might. I mean, Would, that's a hell of a the price assumption. Drop, think about a little bit of a price drop, you know, 50 bucks drops down to like 40 bucks. Would you buy it? You know, would you, would you buy Modern Warfare 50, like $40 or something? If I, would I buy like, and it came the, with the, the only the, the warfare as well? Yeah. yeah. For like for 40? 40? Yeah, yeah, totally. See, that's the thing. They're going to just drop the price down a little bit and then yep. they just get both. Then you get you there. But I just feel like that's not like. But isn't that. Doesn't that defeat the point? No, because there's you also. buying your our $60 game. There's also suckers who are going to buy it right away. Mm-hmm. They're going to buy the $60 game with the $20 add on or I don't know how much it costs. Actually, I never looked into it. Yeah, it's an $80 game. Okay, so it's an $80 game total. So there's going to be people who want that because they're like, oh, I just want to play a new Call of Duty new game. Maybe I'll, maybe the new one will be good. Maybe, you know, because you are getting a full game. Yeah. Yeah. You know, plus the, plus the game you know is good and you get the, zom- the zombie, and stuff. zombie stuff and all yeah. that thing. So, you know, they're. They're trying to push the new game. There maybe people are a little turned off by how Call of Duty looks now because it is a big change from kind of what they looked before. Advanced Warfare was still fairly grounded, but this is just like straight up space and robots and stuff. Yeah. Um, maybe, you know, they just got to market it I, somehow. I still see them at, down the road saying, all right, now this is a completely separate release. Honestly, they might do that. Remastered. I, mm-hmm. I don't doubt that at all. If they did that, I wouldn't be surprised um, because it's just... You know, games drop in value super quick. Oh yeah, especially AAA games. I mean, within a year, you can buy a game for like ten bucks that was sixty dollars, which is still. I mean, if to go off on a small tangent, it's still insane to me to go on like the Wii U shop and see how all these games that came out at like launch are still like full price. Nintendo does that games. though. Like Nintendo that's is one of the, one the only companies that's like, I will buy a game new because I'm like, this game is not going to drop. Yeah. And they've created the, they've created a value in their own game where it's like, I do that because I know it's not going to drop in value at all. And yeah, Nintendo is really good about keeping their, their value across a long time. I mean, like a really long, like even a really even, long time, even yeah. like virtual console games are yeah. still pretty and that's, expensive. And that's likely why third party never really worked on Nintendo maybe consoles. maybe I mean I don't well, think that's the main reason but I mean the, you know third-party games drop birdie quickly in price well even. that and console the the power of the console yeah, well, yeah. I would say that's more, more true nowadays than it was in the in the beginning of of Nintendo's reign because uh, I think one of the big things that drove the original uh Nintendo console was third-party support mm. so yeah. it's what what killed Activision and ColecoVision and all that. Oh yeah, no, totally. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. The rise came from like third third party. party. Yeah, totally. But that's not the case now. Like now it's, I mean, zombie U was like five, I've seen it for $5, you know, like there are certain Mm -hmm. times I've seen those third party games drop in price. I think it's just Nintendo and just their brand and just the way they work. They're not going to, you know, lower their value. I honestly think the new um, Mario runner game that's coming out for iOS is probably gonna be like 10 bucks. You yeah, think so? I think it's going to be pretty expensive. Man. I think it's not going to be as cheap as everyone's thinking as for foreign games. I think it's going to be on the upper echelon. Some people are saying $20. I'm like, that's crazy. You it know is- what? I can see the label being $9.99. Yep. Honestly. I can see that. I yeah. can totally see that because it's Nintendo has their own thing. They, they're they known for their quality. I mean, it's like Apple in a lot of ways where 
they have a precedent and you know they have a standard mm-hmm. to keep and if it's like they lower the price your perception of what that value of that game mm-hmm. is also goes down so um, they've worked hard on that despite you know not all the games are great you know Star Fox Zero um, that oh game that game actually I did see for $30 or something did you? <laughs> yeah oh, interesting surprising it's yeah, almost like again, the quality matters I'm, I'm, too I'm at that point where it's like but Super Mario World I have not it's a, I'm, again, I'm, Super Mario I'm at that point where I'm, I'm looking at my Wii U and I'm like I'm either gonna just turn this into like virtual console system where I play all the old games that I want to pl- I really want to play or I'm just gonna get rid of it and that's from someone who's never sold anything in their life. Yeah, who's yeah. never who's never sold any. Of, that's the thing is like I even feel weird. I'm just like, do I just want to give this to someone? No, I paid a lot of money for that. No, so. no. Um, but yeah, that was a tangent. Anyway, what's no, the, it's a good tangent. anyway? F F modern war F this whole modern warfare thing, man. That is so bizarre. I get it, but yeah. you need the yeah, disc. It's, it's a a driver for. Their new game because the reviews have been very lackluster. There's been no. Has there been reviews? It, or they, maybe, well, maybe, just, maybe they just know the game. Like, yeah, they like know that the, yeah, they just know that the the right now the the attitude of most people is that oh hey it's coming out there's no excitement mm-hmm. and so they need a reason for them to to retain those those sales for the new game and this is a way of doing it. Yeah. Sorry, my mom is texting me. It's like, I'm trying to open Excel files with WordPad. I'm like, please don't do that. <laughs> That's not going to work. It's like, I can't see them now. I'm like, yes. Please, please, yes, please it's no. not going to happen. Just stop. Just, just hold. I'm going to get, you know, Microsoft Office installed on your computer in a bit. Oh, God. Now I'm calling her. Okay, wrong button. All right. So. Um, hey, joining us is Ethan's mom. Uh, so, um, remember how I said I inv- I ponied up for the fig kickstarter fig thing yes. mm-hmm. and i thought that was crazy very very, very bold of you i wouldn't say yeah. crazy very uh, bold of you it's very bold um so now after more than a year you can finally finally contribute non-accreditor invest non-accredited investors into the psychonauts 2 campaign and i believe that's they also unlocked it for the other games that they asked for um so, so actually, I was thinking about this the other day. So, Psychonauts Two is is like funded, right? That game yes, is happening. That game is happening. Right? Okay. Nice. That game is completely happening. Gotcha. Um. So now, you know, I my thing is, I was like, how many investors like me? I'm just kind of like, eh, I don't know. Like, I'm kind of lukewarm on it. You know, and they they never got my money. I just said like, hey, I'm interested. Um. Like, I don't know if I'm gonna put money into it now. It's not like I mean, I still I can afford it or whatever, but. It just, I don't know. Like, is Psychonauts 2 going to be good? I don't know. It just seems like such a risky investment. Um, but, like, I wonder how many other people are actually going to back out of it. You know, because I don't know if that was counted into the quote-unquote funded goal where they reached the threshold if they were counting people who theoretically would invest in them or if that was like, oh, this is just extra money we could use. I don't know if that's what hmm. it counts as. So... But regardless, it took them a long time, and finally Fig is now able to allow people to help crowdfund games, kind of like their special thing was that they were showing, yeah. you know, where you can invest in a game as opposed to just, you know, hoping to get it to work. And their next game is going to be uh, Wasteland 3, which the successful follow-up to Wasteland 2, which yes. people really seem to like mm-hmm. uh, from Inexile, which is a local uh, Southern California company as well. 
Um, so I don't know. It's it's finally happened though. It's interesting how long it took though for the government to kind of yeah. I was gonna this. say what it was all like red tape that they were trying to <clears throat> yes. like, clear, yeah. clear up mm-hmm. this whole time, right? I mean, Which, I'm not still- surprised because it's the financial system and mm. there is a lot of red tape. The government moves slow. Yes, for a reason. I just find it weird that they were like they they rolled out like the possibilities. All oh, this stuff you're gonna be able to do before they had actually like cleared all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, it would have it would have been another year. They would have had to wait yeah. a whole another year before You're they right. did that. So um, they wanted to get all their money first and start working on the game, probably. And you know, um, I mean, but you could always invest in in Psychonauts before as a accredited investor. Mm-hmm. It's just the um, people who wanted to spend. I think it was like you have to spend like I think it's like ten thousand or something if you want to be a, if you were an accredited investor. Yeah, yeah. accredited investor is usually minimum minimum of ten thousand. Yeah, yeah but then if you're you know. Joe Schmo over here like me just wanted to spend like 500 bucks or whatever, which is the minimum. Um, you know, you can do that now finally. So like anyone can invest. So I don't know. We'll see how much fig has been going because interesting enough, they kind of had like a lull there where they didn't actually put out any games mm-hmm. uh, on their Kickstarter Kickstarter like thing. I know it's not Kickstarter crowdfunding, crowdfunding yes. service for a while. So uh, we'll see how that kind of pans out as time goes on. Weird times. What do we think? What are our hopes for Psychonauts 2? Is this game going to be good? It's kind of hard to capture the magic of the first yeah, one. Yeah, I feel like it's that and like new Double Fine. Like they put Double out, Fine's been just so. Although I heard really good things about Headlander. Like it's legitimately okay. a pretty good game and doesn't have the kind of Double Fine thing where it's like, this game's really neat, but it's not yeah. very fun. Like mm. I've actually heard Headlander's actually pretty fun yeah. to play. Because like. I haven't played the second one, but like costume quest, really cute idea, like decent, like decent, like co- like RPG turn-based combat, like sort of a Mario Paint, not not Mario Paint, yeah, no, uh, Mario, uh, Mario, Mario Paint, Mario Paint, yeah, no, like a Paper Mario style, like active combat stuff, uh, but just ultimately kind of like. Right, that was a cute little game. It just and got then, so repetitive, and then like same, yeah, exactly that repeti- repetition. Same with like stacked, really cute, great aesthetic, like great music and presentation and stuff. But just like this game yeah. is just the same thing. And Massive Chalice was just XCOM, mm-hmm. and I was like, that game's neat. It has yeah. neat ideas and does some things different than XCOM. Like the best game that but they, it was XCOM. Like the best like kind of smaller game that they put out before all that was I I felt like was a uh, trenched aka Iron Brigade. Yes, that was, a, that was a solid. That was probably game. their best smaller game. And then like Brutal Legend was an interesting experiment. I love that game, but it's you know it's it has definitely some large flaws. I, I would yeah. like to see. A, a remaster of that game honestly they came out with it on PC and they upgraded yeah, a lot of the textures and stuff on consoles well you know you can't on have it all well, <laughs> well now it sucks to be on consoles um <laughs> there um what was the other game that I, thought, I mean Psychonauts was the one that actually everyone said was the only like legitimately like this game is really great yeah it's great style has a great gameplay and I you know I didn't beat that game but I played it and I totally agree like that game has got kind of it's a whole package yeah but I feel like Double Fine games just never really complete that whole package um even Broken Age you know that game was pretty cool but like it didn't nail it completely you Mm know it didn't nail the the old type of games in the way I kind of hoped it would the old type classic point and click adventure games yeah 
I don't know. So Psychonauts 2, there's a there's lofty expectations for a game that was considered their best, you know, and I don't know if they can pull that off considering they make so many different games. And they made that game um DF base. Oh yeah, which like which, just kind of which faded they, into which they said like we're just not gonna support this anymore. It's early access yeah. game and everyone was pissed, including myself. And it, you know, fostered a lot of bad will towards them. Mm. Um, where everyone was just like, Don't ever give Double Fine your money, they're just gonna take it and run. Mm. Because they really did not come through with that game. Yeah, a lot of people are kind of saying that Halo Games is kind of the same way now. Yeah, Halo Games is kind of the new, like, I mean, and people love Doe Danger and Doe Danger 2. Mm-hmm. But I, th- I think uh, there's so many things wrong with No Man's Sky and, like, just yeah. mostly the marketing around it. Did you guys read that, like, was it someone from Sony? I can't remember who exactly it was, came on and was like, yeah, they were just a bunch of guys just, and their PR, they really need a was, PR um, team. And it's I like, think dude, it was... I think it was Shuhei Yoshida, actually. Yeah, it was. Yeah, mm. and was he like, said like, "You guys, like, yeah, they didn't, they, they didn't really have a PR team, so they're just saying whatever." And it's like, dude, you guys were the PR team. Yeah, exactly. yeah Sony was a PR <laughs> team. Yeah, you're the ones who hyped this all up. Like, yeah. if it was just them Look, without man, you guys, they told us it was gonna be great. <laughs> yeah, they told, yeah, we were just saying yeah. what they said. <laughs> we didn't actually check. Yeah, there were there were I would say some failures on both sides of Halo mm-hmm. games and of Sony. Totally, um, I think that Sony ramped up the marketing machine a little too heavily for yeah, something, for... and just set way too many. If that game wasn't sixty dollars, I feel like people wouldn't be as mad. And if it exactly, didn't have the marketing yeah. behind it, totally. people would be as mad. But like, com- combine those two things, and it's like this is what you give us. This yeah. is it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, and now they've gone completely dark. Yeah, uh, that's that's a, that's a weird part is they have no yeah. communication afterwards. It's just been radio silence basically. Yeah. Hmm. All I'm right, sorry. I think that's it for news. Unless you guys have anything else you want to add? Mm-mm. Nope. All right, then it's time for it's time for trailer trash. Trailer trash. She was a truck. Yeah, well, what kind of truck? She was like a Jaguar, but she was a truck. It's not a truck at all. No, she had a sexy curve like a Jaguar. I tell you what, but she was a truck. Like a future truck where it was like round and ran on electric fuels? Hey, here. I don't know. Get her All right, we're gonna we're gonna get out of here. So we watched some trailer trash. We watched this. Uh, the first thing was, <laughs> so, I mean, a sizable amount of a sizable amount. A sizable yeah. amount. So we watched this game called um, Hello Neighbor. Yeah. Which I um, read some headlines, and that was it. I didn't actually read into the game, which I'm actually gonna start looking at now. Um, apparently, it's like a horror type game. Yes. That's what it seemed to be from the uh, from the little clips that we saw despite having colorful graphics yeah um, it's supposed to be like a like a home invasion type game that's what it seems like it yeah or someone is i mean the way i perceived it from like early reports was that it was just like it was kind of like your neighbors up to uh your your neighbors up to no good okay i just looked up the game yes so on the faq of the website for hello neighbor game Okay. <laughs> they have what is the goal of the game? The goal of the game is the main goal is to get into the neighbor's basement and reveal his secret. Yes, your neighbor's up to no good, so you have to get in his house and figure out what he's doing. Yeah. But like also I was hearing but, but also like apparently there's some sort of dynamic AI system going on, so your neighbor will figure out your tendencies if you try to get in his house or where you're 
what you're trying to do. Anyway, the, the trailer itself uh, didn't really explain that very well. It just made it seem like you were a, a home a, invader. Yeah. yeah, which is weird. Um, and apparently it's like your neighbor is really scary and he doesn't want you to enter your house at all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it has some really, um, the trailer itself had some pretty intense kind of scary totally. scenes where it was like, yeah. so you walk into the house and it was very quiet and there's just people talking and then it's just like at the end, the neighbor just grabs you from behind and gets you. Yeah. yeah. And then apparently so it seems like buries you alive, possibly. Yeah, possibly. And who, um, this, the people who made this game had a very familiar symbol, a very familiar yeah, logo, the, I can't the, remember. The, uh, developer l- Tiny sounded, Build. Sounded... Sounded familiar, but I can't remember who. I think that's a oh, it's a publisher. The publisher is familiar. They made um, speedrunners, cluster truck. Uh, I speedrunners. What else they made? No I don't know any of these other games. But cluster way, truck is apparently good. Uh, it looked interesting. Uh, I'm not a huge proponent for first person stealth because I feel like it's a little too um, difficult to pull off correctly. Yeah. Uh, I looked interesting. I can't think of a scary. I don't know how deep into the game. I mean, how deep of a game it actually is. Well, it looks to be pretty good. It looks like um, from the website says that uh, the neighbor will gather information about the actions, uh, decisions, movements, and then we'll come up with counter actions. So, Mm. you know, Mm. like you go in once, get caught, and then you know maybe put CCTV up or this that. Yeah. Well, in in the trailer itself, like. You know, you uh, it showed you going outside, breaking a window to go back outside, and then your neighbor breaking a window on the opposite side of the house to mm-hmm. kind of cut off your exit. Yeah. And then you jumping back into the house and then finding part of the exit barricaded and stuff like that. So Yeah, so it looks like it's not the first time that he's gone in there. Yeah, totally. So uh, inter- it looks interesting. I will watch somebody play this, mm-hmm. but I will not play this myself. Because I'm not a huge horror guy, and again, the first-person stealth stuff—it really sounds kind of crappy. Yeah, it's interesting. It's an interesting idea. Like it's creative, especially with the art style that accompanies it. It, it does have looks a, very different. It's bright and sunny it instead looks of uh, like a double, like a double flying. Kind yeah, of, yeah. Like very stylized. Yeah. yeah. Very pretty. Very happy considering the dark subject matter. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of games with interesting art styles, Nidhogg 2 had released a teaser trailer. Man, oh, yeah. what is what happening What did they do? <laughs> have you seen the actual Nidhogg itself? No, I haven't seen what the Nidhogg looks like. So, I'm surprised they did not show that in the trailer. Yeah, that's interesting. I saw, um, but yeah, so they're releasing Nidhogg 2 and apparently you can stomp people's faces in or something. I don't yes. know. They had some interesting There's little... like multiple weapons you can use, not just the, the rapier anymore. I saw uh, like an axe. I saw a bow and arrow. Um, that's that's the Nidhogg. Oh, okay, it looks oh. it looks kind of gross. Yeah. yeah. So they, I think, um, it's kind of reminiscent of like Clay Fighter type of games, where it's kind of like it definitely looks a lot goofier than. Mm-hmm. I mean, Nidhogg. It, it looks like Nidhogg. it's kind of the gore because the thing about the old one was just basically pixels and yeah. um the it's gore like made of paint. Yeah, and the gore was like oh whatever, this is just weird blood. But now it's like oh this piece is like coming out of like people. Yeah, <laughs> it's weird. yeah, and they're making weird goofy facial expressions and stuff uh-huh. like I don't know. It's I don't know how I feel about the. I mean, I'm sure if as long as they stick to the same basic gameplay principles of the first Nidhogg, I'm sure it'll be. God, Nidhogg's so good. I'm sure it'll it be great good. to play, but I'm not sure how I like the new art direction. Yeah. Um, 
we'll see how it plays out as the game goes on, but it's definitely not. It's interesting, but I wouldn't say it's pretty. It's not. No, it's not definitely pretty. not. It looks gross. <laughs> it's like, it's like, it's not, it's just, the thing is, is it's not, it doesn't have to be pretty as long as like, it's got a good personality. Stylistically. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. As long as it's stylistically consistent, but I don't know. I wasn't get, I wasn't a huge fan of it off of the little, the brief. Yeah. It was very quick. Maybe it'll look better look or longer. Cause that was like a 40 second trailer. Yeah. Um, the next thing we got up here is um, Keep Topping Nobody Explodes, a cinematic trailer, which I oh, thought would sound cool, and it was for the PlayStation VR. For PlayStation VR. So, I mean, this originally was a Gear VR game, and uh, you can also play it on your PC with no VR attachment at all. Um, but this was kind of lame. This was pretty <laughs> yeah. lame. I mean, it was cool to see the game running on PlayStation VR in that, like, one person is isolated in the PlayStation VR. Yeah. Whereas everybody else playing has the manual up on the screen. Mm -hmm. Which is neat because that means you don't have to print out anything or have like a second laptop or anything like that, which is how we've played it in the past. And that's a cool thing because the the, the advantage of VR is, you know, hey, I have have no peripherals. I can't see what's going on outside of me for sure. There's no cheating at all. Um, so that was neat, but then the trailer was just so serious. It was very self-serious yeah. with very lame actors. Very lame actors. Oh, yeah. Uh, again, very, it's one guy trying to defuse a bomb, two people back at headquarters being like, oh, what do you see, man? A big button says detonate. Yeah, press it and immediately release it. Yeah, but it says detonate. Just press it, man. Boop, boop. But it says detonate. Just press it, fine. man. Oh, it's fine. Everything's okay. Oh, yeah. All right, let's get this What's, thing. So there's a thing with a bunch of wires? All oh. right, cut the white one. Oh, no, that was wrong. It's going faster. Uh, frantically go through the papers. Oh, God. Hit the red one up. And then it cuts. Yeah. It was whatever. Yeah. I was very disappointed by that. Especially because I feel like the game doesn't take itself that seriously. It really doesn't. So It's a great game. It's a, it's a, that's a great use of uh, of VR. That's why I first played it, and I think that's probably the best way to play it. Although the other one's perfectly fine. Yeah. Um. Time, def- oh, oh yeah, it would definitely be an interesting way to play it, and I think it will give another resurgence for it. I game. think I think the sensory deprivation is what makes gives it a huge advantage, yeah. as opposed to like you know you're kind of you feel more alone because you can only like in a real bomb situation. Yeah. It's like the idea is totally. you're only hearing them through your mm-hmm. ears. I was surprised to see it. In the trailer being played um, predominantly with a controller, because I wonder how like the def- bomb diffusing stuff. That's how I works. played it first. It's, oh, really? It's very simple because it just selects. I mean, you just have those okay. selector over it's it. Not and as, you just hit the it's a not, Well, because I was gonna say when we would play it, we would typically play it on a laptop with a um, a touchpad, <laughs> a mediocre touchpad, and yeah. that was always so like tension filled because I'd sometimes slide it too far and like cut the wrong wire or yep. like, hit the wrong yeah. hit the wrong number on the on a combination or whatever, and it'd just be like, oh god. It would be interesting with the uh, with hand controls. Like, Move control, uh, yeah. Oh, where you're actually like, like you have like a, a pair of pliers, yeah, and you're like yeah actually like, snipping them, yeah, That'd or be like cool. kind of like the HTC Vive hand controllers or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like if I don't know if if PlayStation is going to have any of those, but something like that where you can kind of manipulate mm-hmm. and come in through, and and that could be. I mean, the idea behind the move yeah. controllers is going to be very similar. Also, it'd be great if if they do have eventually have that kind of support on the, all platforms. Just have an option where you can grab the bomb and then just chuck it across the yeah. room and it explodes. <laughs> <laughs> 
Just like that's what it. I would immediately do. Yeah. yeah. Or right, what is this thing? Ugh. Oh, I'm dead. <sighs> yeah, that'd be that'd be pretty good. Actually, kind of be more true to life. I mean, a lot of <laughs> a lot of EODs not uh, defusing the bomb, but just detonating it in a safe manner. That's true. Uh, you just have this other thing where you're trying to find like a oh the appropriate open up the safe so you can put the bomb inside the safe. <laughs> yep. And it's a whole separate mini game. Mm-hmm. Um, next thing we watched was Titanfall Two single player trailer, which was um, which was odd because it uh, it just showed like the stuff you could do in the game, honestly. Yeah, yeah. and it was like okay, I don't know and anything. It kind of gave a little bit of uh, background to what the conflict in Titanfall kind of is, yep. which seems like your very basic military industrial complex stealing resources from the little guy and he's fighting back or whatever. And the little guy's a pilot and the pilots yeah. are crazy cool and they have a big bomb with their Titan mm-hmm. which I kind of like that idea I think that's an interesting cool way to go with the storyline where you know pilot is his bond with their Titan it's like a buddy cop film where one person yeah. is or very much like a, like a uh, Pacific Rim kind of like meeting yeah. the drift sort of thing sort of yeah except you're yeah. drifting with AI yeah. Um, yeah I don't know but the trailer itself was like this is just fine yep yeah. beautiful voiceover though by matthew mercer i would say yeah no yeah. it was totally uh it was it was a very re- well done trailer i don't know if it necessarily pulls me more into that invests me more in that game's world but mm-hmm. it's uh yeah we'll see. someone who's super excited about titanfall 2 i was a little underwhelmed that's by the trailer yeah well i mean that's the thing is like ultimately you're playing titan the, the titanfall led with its multiplayer because the first game that was all it was yeah yep so like in the second one i think as long as the story is a nice little distraction it'll be it'll be fine but mm-hmm. ultimately you are playing for the multiplayer that's true yeah um what else we got we got uh space hulk Deathwing. yeah which is i didn't know what this was and then i watched it and ricardo pointed out very quickly that this was vermintide for warhammer 40k yeah instead mm-hmm. of just instead of warhammer fantasy this is warhammer 40k version of vermintide so instead of swords and melee combat you just shoot things with guns shoot guns yeah. and you've got like crazy tech like hammers and stuff like yeah that. um it looks fine it Didn't looks know. neat. I mean, the it's, thing the thing that was so cool about Vermintide is the melee combat felt good. It felt good to just smash some heads in. It felt so good to do that. And now I'm looking at the shooting. I'm like, the shooting looks kind of bad. Yeah, the weapons are kind of weak. They look kind of lame, honestly. Like, mm-hmm. they don't look fun. Yeah. Um, the the problem, I the, my biggest problem with Vermintide was the... Uh, they had a loot system which set it apart from Left 4 Dead which was cool because you could upgrade your guy and you can get some more armor and things and trying to change how it plays a little bit which was neat um, but it was so annoying to level up anything or unlock anything like it was a random drop you get one drop of maybe a good item yeah. maybe a good item every time you play the level so I'm curious if they'll change that and make it a little bit more accessible more interesting um but yeah, I, I guess this is just the same sort of horde thing, which was fine. There's not a lot of games that are co-op type of Left 4 Dead games where you have to, most of them are either horde mode, but this one, these type of games you have to go from objective A to objective B and like kind of fight your way through, which is always an interesting dynamic to me. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we'll see how this game goes. Yep. It didn't, it didn't look as promising as I hoped. It ultimately, I think, comes down to like, do you like Warhammer 40k? Yeah. This seems like a decent way to experience that property. Yes, that's true. Uh, Battlefield 1 single-player trailer. So there are reasons all our single-player trailers around the same uh, time. This mm-hmm. honestly got me pretty excited to play this game. Really? I, 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 
I feel like it's not going to be the same tone as this for some reason. Like the tone itself was, I think you mentioned it, Laurent. Yeah. Was so a, the uh, tone, the tone of the trailer seems like an uplifting war movie. Yeah. With like rousing, a carousing, like, like Which, uplifting scene. You know, but, I think about it though. Yeah. That would be the opposite of a call of duty. Cause call of duty is yeah. like grim mm-hmm. as hell. And it's like, it would be interesting to see a, uplifting kind of like heroic war movie as yeah. like everyone sucks well that's the thing too is it's like the i think there was a line in here something like if uh if one in a thousand of us makes it back like they're gonna have some stories to tell about this war or whatever yeah either that or if one in a thousand was even remembered yes I think exactly. was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and just to to feel the historical context of that war it seems like an interesting way of of bringing world war one to light mm-hmm. I mean, it's as with World War One, it was probably one of the most depressing, crushing things that humanity has ever lived through. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how this if if that type of look at the war at as a game would be fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's interesting, specifically because, again, like it is a situation where um, there are still people from world war two alive, like that can tell you what that war was like. World war one. Yeah. It's not say the same thing about it. So to kind of like reinterpret that world, that, that war and what it was like and what it was, uh, is, is kind of difficult because there's literally no firsthand accounts left. Yeah. But I think there's there's obviously written accounts. There are written accounts. You can't just go interview someone like, Hey, uh, about that time. There's no one that does that, so... Yeah, but I think it's important that we remember it. Mm-hmm. I think it's a good time to come around to it because f- growing up d- in high school, you know, all I knew about World War One is trenches and it led up to World War Two, mm-hmm. And then World War Two, everyone knew because uh, I think it was still in the in the consciousness of, of um, everyone there mm-hmm. just because, like, it was probably, like, the last justified war in human history mm-hmm. so far. Probably. Um, yeah, so it'll be interesting. It definitely runs through in this trailer what seems to be multiple characters you'll be running through in the campaign. Mm-hmm. Uh, pilot, a uh, uh, what was it? A tank, a tank, a tank guy. Tank driver. Yeah. One, one thing that's kind of a bummer though is they actually have a really um, interesting section of World War One they're actually exploring, which is the Harlem Hellcat Hellfighters. Yes. Yeah. It looks like you have, but the, I think that's DLC. But I think it's day one DLC. That doesn't make it better. That's nope. just like saying the most important part is that Prothean from Mass Effect well, 3. buy uh-huh. the game new and get it. I guess. Yeah, I, I did pre-order yeah. it, so maybe. But, I mean, the, the Harlem Hellfighters seem like a really interesting. Yeah. And they're definitely, interesting. They're definitely yeah. featured in, that character is definitely featured in the trailer. Yeah, yeah. that's right. The last, the last they, part they of the trailer. statue. Mm-hmm. In the, uh, by the premium edition. Yeah, in the premium edition. It's... I think it's kind of cool because they're a forgotten unit mm-hmm. um, in in American military history, and it's you know before before Battlefield World was coming out, I didn't know about about them. I didn't know that they were the most decorated um, mm-hmm. unit, but not by the U.S. Decorated by the French, yeah. And it was because Bizarre. you know that that taste of racism mm-hmm. was still there, Absolutely. totally. Yeah, honored with the most, and then the returned home right with resounding homecoming parades. Practically unheard of for African American soldiers in the 20th century, according yep. to this article. It'll be uh, that, that's a, that's an interesting way to go with it, you know, because yeah. it is something that games have never really explored this 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 field at all. Mm-hmm. This theater of war, as they call it. Yep. 
Um, and then the last game we saw was Osiris New Dawn, which I had no idea what this was. I just nope, saw it was yeah. an interesting looking game. And um, it looks like No Man's Sky for people who wanted to know what No Man's Sky yeah. was. <laughs> no Man's Sky for people who like gameplay. Yeah. yeah. It seemed that way. It definitely looks very early access. Looks a little it bit is, janky. Mm-hmm. So it's out now on Steam. It is early access. It's actually, at the time of this recording, it's number two on Steam. Um, and the top most helpful review is everything. It says everything I wanted No Man's Sky to be. Yeah. <laughs> so um, they are seizing the opportunity at a smart yes. <laughs> time to make something like this. It does look um, from the trailer. There's like a little, little, bit, little bit of that open world jank that you kind yep. of expect. It's not clear if there are multiple planets or anything yeah, like that. Uh, the the trailer, it seems like you are a an astronaut on a planet. You're gathering resources. Uh, they prefer the term spaceman. A mm. Spaceman mm-hmm. on a planet. You are gathering resources to expand a base, which looks like you can do some very similar things to Matt Damon style things in the, in science the space. Science the shit out of things. Science yep. the shit out of its stuff. But better. But then you can also <laughs> enter science into... Science the shit out of things you with your friends. Al- yeah. And you can also enter into orbit and science mm-hmm. the shit out of stuff in space, it looks Woo! like. And then there's also a scary uh, Starship Trooper style Bugman running around too. Yep. So... That but is there... Um, um, what is it? Ender, uh, what's the word? What co ed showers, man? That's what I'm trying to say. Are there co ed uh, showers? showers. <laughs> Just like Starship Troopers? Is there, um, uh, uh Starship Troopers? There, God, I know now I can't remember. Is it? I just remember big bugs and lots of blood. Um, mm, they're afraid. Is there Neil Patrick Harris in this? Yeah, uh, maybe. So you could probably procedurally generate him somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it Honestly, yeah, it has it's twenty five bucks on Steam, which is pretty reasonable. It's yep. way more reasonable. Than no Man's Sky yep. base building stuff looked cool, and then there was also a very brief sequence. Well, there's there's some cool vehicle looking stuff in there. There's some vehicle combat. It looks yeah, like not only just uh, flying, but it's, also on the ground. And then there was also a really crazy like single scene of like a giant space worm dune style which is funny up. because is it, didn't uh, No Man's Sky have yep, that show, teaser show and then it's like no one's ever show. seen it nope <laughs> like maybe two people in the world have seen that thing I don't know if anybody saw it I feel like I feel everybody like would say that they saw like everybody would have reported that I they feel like saw some it. people reported it yeah. but it's well, like I have, a, I have a feeling that comes down to just how many things you can see in No Man's Sky yeah and it's just the you know how big the universe is yeah, and I don't know. This might be a smaller universe, so it's yeah. easier to see those things. It which, looks this looks to be more of a crafted, curtailed uh, experience, which, might, which is fine. Yeah, which might be fine. Yeah, it might there might be no issues with that at all. You mm-hmm. know, it could be great. I don't know. Maybe that's. I always thought that procedurally generated things just even when no man's before no man's guy came out, like anything procedurally generated just always had kind of like a. Um, it's a hit or miss kind of thing. Very hit or yeah. miss. And most of them are, especially when you're trying to go for like expansive universes and relying on your entire game on that, it doesn't really work. Because yeah. interesting thing about XCOM 2 is those are finally procedurally generated, but they're, uh, they even they do weird things despite mm-hmm. having like a pretty set thing because you can sometimes find like cars inside of buildings. It's like, why is that there? It doesn't yeah. make sense. Um, but even those have some set of like, okay, well, this beginning and this end is the same. Now we're just kind of going to generate the rest. This kind of bounding, this is bounded here. Mm -hmm. You're in this kind of environment. So this is a kind of what you're going to expect. Unlike no man's guy, which is just like, everything's crazy. crazy. Have fun. Hope it's good. We hope it's good. Oh, it's not good. Oh God, please don't, (laughs) please don't ask for your funds. Don't say it. Don't say anything. Don't say anything. 
Um, so yeah, that's all the trailer trash we had this week. What was your guys' winners? What was it? What was the game of this? Uh, yeah. I think I'd say Battlefield One. Well, Battlefield, Battlefield, one. Say Battlefield yep. one. Battlefield One. I gotta yeah. make a double check, but I think it might be Neighbor. Honestly, Neighbor was probably the most like Hello Neighbor. What is this? Yeah. Like, I mean, Battlefield One was. Uh, the tone was cool, I guess, but like Hello Neighbor was like, this game seems weird. Yeah. And it had a cool style and it looked neat. I don't know if I'll play it, but I mean, I'm going to go with Hello Neighbor just to yeah. be a little, just to, just to set you guys off. Can I be unanimous? <laughs> I gotcha. This isn't, yeah. this isn't a jazz punk live action like, trailer. You, you would like to uh, dissent. Yeah. You're going to mm-hmm. write a bright statement afterwards. Mm-hmm. Dissenting opinion. Yeah, dissenting opinion. <laughs> exactly. Despite, you know, obviously losing and being on the losing side. Mm-hmm. Be a little grumpy. Um, so I think that's it for the pixel podcast guys. I think mm-hmm. we're, we're wrapping up here. Um, we did it. We, we created an episode. <laughs> <laughs> this is a full episode. I can put it out and release it to the internet. Is this what it feels like? This is what it feels to like. Create life. <laughs> <laughs> internet life. Um, if you want, you can check us out on our Facebook page. Please like us there. We have a Twitter. We have a YouTube channel with all of a uh, complete playthrough of Abzu yeah. on there. Um, we're, I have a review that I've been writing for another, uh, local co-op, I'm sorry, a local couch game. It's not a co-op game, um, that I've been toying around with. And I'm going to send the other guys. We're going to do that. Another review of one of those. I'm not going to reveal which one it is yet, but we have talked about it per earlier on the show. Um, and I don't know what else is coming out. On the I don't know. Thing. I mean, gonna work on some content I'm, I'm getting i'm getting uh the the urge to to stream some more specifically it, with uh october happening it's a good theme month maybe stream some uh spooky games some spooky, spooky games. games probably not so spooky uh, actually honestly um ari ari the resident oh, evil yeah. remake that's coming out. Is oh, there you go. Game. i don't play that i don't know that seems a little scary i mean it's so old by now even with the updated graphics it's not the same level of like yeah it's not the same level as some of these current I don't know, games. Man. Still Five Nights at Freddy's. So I mean, you're fine. <laughs> you might make it. Oh yeah, the pinnacle. Yeah. The pinnacle uh, for. Um, oh yeah, they are coming out with this the new sequel to that Five Nights at Freddy's yep. uh, sister location sister. that's coming out. I think this month. So oh god, is maybe it? you can play that, buddy. Yep. Jesus, you can play man. some of that. That'll be fun. Man, your favorite. Um, <laughs> so yeah, we got some content coming out. It's coming through the pipeline slowly but surely. Um, but. Um, Marchos, thank you for coming on the show. My pleasure. I, uh, you've been a good replacement for Matt. Yeah. Um, and we hope he makes his safe travel back here soon. Via, mm-hmm. via hot air balloon. Via hot, hot air, air balloon. balloon, yeah. Hopefully the wind will blow in the right direction and mm-hmm. he'll go towards the ocean and not farther into uh, middle America. Yeah. Because we might never see him again then. <laughs> I don't know where he'll show up there. I don't know how he'll do. Um, thanks for listening, guys. And we'll see you next week. Next week.